0: Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and we are back. In the comfort of our
1: own studio. We are back in the studio, and it's just the two of us, Steve. It is just the two of us. It's been a while since it's, it's just been the been two of us. It's been a long while. We've been on the road.
0: We have in, indeed, and we hope that the listeners have enjoyed what, what they've heard. Well, the uh, you so know, so the,
1: the SEBA trilogy. Yes, and the one that got away, but we'll come to that in a minute. We, we
0: will cover that in, in in a moment. But tonight on Opinions, uh, we are going to be covering uh, your desert island bar choices, which is kind of the second in our fantasy theme series. Yeah, which I it? think
1: the fantasy theme series will appear here and there every now and again. Yeah, when it feels appropriate. And let's face it. It's a wet, cold, miserable November Monday. What could be better than thinking about your perfect desert island bar and choice of drinks?
0: I think I think that's just about right to, for, for tonight. And massive thanks to Joe Hill at Multiplex Rant for um, suggesting this this one as well. Yeah, it's we, will, we will come on to that uh, a, a little bit later on. Now, um, as you mentioned in the introduction there, um, there was the show, the, show, got away, the show that got away. Um, and we are currently enjoying beers that were given to us as a result of that show
1: yes so uh for uh, avid listeners of the show they will be aware that uh, we were intending to record what i'm sure would have been a caulking uh, show with chris hall of howling cops at the tank bar on a quiet monday night um however didn't quite go to plan unfortunately um, but Chris was very, very kind to us. Um, basically apologising for customers enjoying themselves, <laughs> um, and gave us a few takeaways. The first of which is the Pale XX American Pale Ale, five point one percent. I want to say in their new cans, but I suppose these have been around for about six months now, haven't they? So. Yeah,
0: maybe a bit longer than that
1: for, for, for some of them. So as um, well. cheers, Steve. Cheers.
0: That's really easy, isn't it? It's, it's very really, easy. really really light.
1: It's a little bit more fruity than I'd expect from a, an American pale ale. Yeah, this there's... Feels like they're really fruit, getting the, yeah. feels like they're really getting the most out of the hocks they've decided to use in this one. Um, I'm not really sh- Does it say what ones we've got? Uh, no, I don't, I don't no. think it does. But it feels like they've really maxed out on, you know, almost... It's an American pale ale, but it feels like it's almost like somewhere sitting quite very comfortably between west and east coast.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's got a, a soft, juicy finish yeah. rather than a, a, a crisp, bitter finish that I might associate more with an American palette. Yeah,
1: and it's up, very, very drinkable. And I think it's definitely starting to set the scene for the Desert Island Bar.
0: Oh, abs- absolutely. And as, as you say, massive thanks to, to Chris for sending us home with these and, and, and a few other beers as well, which we're going to be enjoying tonight. Um, but fear not, folks, because although the intended show with, with Chris didn't quite go to plan we do have something planned for Chris uh, and Howling Hops in January Yeah, don't we as, as, as a bit of a backup as a bit of a again
1: be... something a bit different yeah um, uh, a bit of a triannuary theme yes yeah also it's going to be a bit of a bonus episode I think we're going to I, I think, release, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think we'll leave that there for now. Actually, I we'll think that's just leave that that as a bit of a tease. Is, I mean, after all, it is January. I mean, you know, yeah. there's a lot to go between now and January. Yeah, we are
0: only in November. Let's yes. let's, let's always remember that
1: it's only November. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's not Christmas then. Steve. It's
0: not Christmas. No, because Christmas belongs in December, children. <laughs> <laughs> Um, why we we mull over that particular <laughs> comment, um, let's have a little look back over some, I suppose some of the highlights in terms of some of the things that we've been up to in, in, in the last few
1: months while we've been out on the road. Yeah, I mean, you know, listeners again will probably notice that we tend to avoid doing the beer adventures when we've got the guests on because there's so much to talk about with them anyway about their journey, their history, what they're up to, that thrown in a few beer adventures just would take too long. And
0: also it becomes a bit self-indulgent, doesn't yes. it? Yes. If, if we're sat there talking about us yeah. and you've got a guest sitting there thinking, exactly. Oh,
1: why what about I, me? Why am I on this show? <laughs> why have you invited me? So <laughs> yeah. I could listen to you two. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I suppose the, the, the obvious place to start, Steve, is, uh, is Guinness. Yes, International Stout Day. International Stout Day. Uh, thank you very much to Podrick Fox and uh, the guys at Diageo for inviting us over. Um, we had a couple of days out there, so... Uh, 6th and 7th of November yeah or 7th and 8th I can't remember which way? 7th and 8th it my have been. Um out on the Thursday back on the Friday particularly wet Thursday in Dublin
0: yes it was very
1: yes it was top
0: tip it down, if it's it? peeing
1: it down in Dublin do not use tran- road transport it doesn't work
0: no no but also maybe go to the storehouse on a wet day because it's empty as, as, oh yeah, as, it was, as, wasn't it? Well. Yeah, there really was, properly, didn't it? Lot of tourists I think there. it just
1: put people off just trying to. I know it's only what mile and a half outside the centre, but on a on a wet day, it's probably just you can dip. this plenty of other things to do. Yes, um, but yeah, we you know we had a lovely day again. We got we were lucky enough to uh, get get a little look into the archives again. Saw a few different things compared to last year. Yeah, Thought it was really yeah. interesting. Some,
0: some some interesting stuff about some of their labelling as as well in terms of how they. Uh, in, in, the, in the past, when they used to send the casks of beer over to to England from, from, from Ireland, they used to allow publicans to basically bottle their own Guinness yeah. and therefore create their own labels. And all of those labels went back to the archives into a, mm. a, a big book there. However,
1: if you decided to bottle it and claim it was Guinness and it wasn't, you would be named and shamed.
0: Yes, and you'd have to make a very public... apology Apology, wouldn't you
1: in your local paper and the national press as well they showed us a cutting of one and really no holds barred apology there not like a I don't know a red top tabloid these days where the apology is tucked away on page 16 in the bottom left hand corner where you can't find it this was a proper (laughs) proper apology wasn't it
0: yes
1: Yeah. Um, so again that was really interesting Um, there was you know plenty of other uh, guests were present as well. So, I mean, I just stood there, watched and listened, to be honest. It was just really fascinating as ever. Uh, then we had a very nice lunch with everyone. A bit of uh, some oysters, which I've only had once before. i rather enjoyed that. And they did a bit of a... It was basically fish themed and it was uh, paired with, you know, Guinness, the West Indy Port. Various
0: versions of, export, of Guinness. Yeah, that are available, export. Yeah.
1: So that was really nice. Um, then I think one of the highlights was a visit to the roasting room, wasn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that place is incredible yeah um, just the smell that you get when you, you walk into it of sort of roasted malts is is just it absolutely blows you away
1: yeah and then we had you know a little talk from a couple of the, the guys there um they got reminded the magic number 232 degrees fahrenheit that's when they want it to stop and that's when at some point close to that and that's when someone will just test it
0: yes but a human it's right. being yeah. will
1: test that it's it's what they want if not it's done goodbye that batch isn't being used so that that was a highlight. Could we, I think we learned a little bit more compared to last year.
0: Yeah, because we had a bit of a, a chat from a couple of the roasters, yeah. didn't, didn't we? They're actually in, in, involved. And, and and then from there, we, we went on to see the brewery uh, again, the Brewhouse 4, which is like this magical uh, science fiction type oh, it is. room full of stainless steel cones that... Give you the impression that there's a lot more going on underneath
1: them that you yes. can't see. Yeah, so you're you're sort of on the upper four, feels like there's two floors below you, and that's where a lot of the work's going on. But it does look amazing, and you could easily dress that for a sci-fi film. Oh, easily. That would be. yeah, yeah. And then um, at the end of it, and this was the bit which um, I think a few of the, the 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 people from Guinness were really looking forward to presenting. It was literally about the yeast itself, wasn't it, and about. Some yeast, uh, they've been doing like some history of the yeast and the DNA of the yeast. And you know, they had a proper, I mean, as you'll know from me and Steve's lack of facts often on this show, they had a proper scientist presenting it to us. And like, I have to admit, I've got no problem admitting that a lot of it went way over my head. Uh, but I learned that some of the yeast is closely aligned to the US and to England.
0: Yes, yeah. And and then the, the, the thing that still stood out for me was that you had. Uh, US yeast which had its very own distinct profile and then you had UK yeast which had its own distinct profile yep. and then you had Guinness yeast which distinct. had its own distinct yeah. profile
1: and I suppose the thing which resonated for me when they are talking about that I kept on likening it to my experience with Belgian beers when they say about the Belgian yeast it's very distinctive and that's what gives those belgian characteristics that we yeah. like to quote in one just one word belgian so again lovely way to finish off and then then it was down to the important bit of the evening, which was sampling the stouts they had on offer.
0: Yeah, and it was and it was all, all stouts from, from Ireland. It was this an all Ireland affair. It was, which like, you was, know, like the great games. to see. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. To and there see. were some
1: caulkers there as well.
0: Yes, there were yeah. some real,
1: really nice stouts. Um, I had to admit, by the end of the evening, I was I was looking for a non stout, but then carried on drinking Guinness anyway, so that didn't really happen. But again, the guys behind the bar, everyone involved with uh, Diageo, Thank you ever so much for looking after us. and oh, without a yeah. And for, for taking us out there as well. Yes, yeah. Yeah, wonderful event, really good atmosphere in the Open Gate Brewery. And any time you're, if you're in Dublin and you think, oh, I don't want to do this storehouse because it is going to be Guinness, Guinness, Guinness. Yes, it will be. But find the Open Gate Brewery and you can find a little bit different to get the usual Guinness yeah, affair.
0: Yeah, they've, they've, they've got kind of pilot brews that they do in the Open Gate that they only serve in the Open Gate Brewery, but they do tend to have a few guest beers occasionally yeah. as
1: well. And we have started the campaign for them to have Cask Guinness in yeah, the we, Open we, Gate we Brewery. See, we want to
0: see that next year, don't Yeah,
1: we? so hashtag Cask Guinness, that's what we're after. Yeah. And uh, the Friday, Steve, that was a bit of a sunny day, actually. Well, it turned was, out really nice.
0: It was a nice day. Uh, we had the day to ourselves. Um, so there was there was well, you and I yeah was we, it wasn't just us we, we were also joined by uh, Matt Gennery yep. at Half Pint Gent and also by Mark Johnson yeah. um, who was out there as, as well and the four of us had a little bit of
1: a, a little bit of a crawl around we, we Dublin we did we had a bar crawl yeah Although we did spend three hours in the first pub.
0: We did, but the first pub is a, is a pub that deserves that amount of time to be spent on it, because it appeared in our fantasy pub <laughs> list. Um, we, we, we spent the first three hours of the day at Alfie Burns, which is Galway Bay Bar. Um, just a great beer selection.
1: Well, you got there was about a dozen Galway Bay, Bay Bay beers, and a few other specials. We did indulge in the the Wolf Brewery 12.5% pieced out yes. at the end of the lunchtime session. Just, um, just
0: the small part of that, though wasn't it Martin? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I need to remember thirds of liters rather than yeah, <laughs> yeah when, of pints. When, when ordering a third
0: in in an irish bar you 're essentially uh, ordering a third of a liter, yeah, not a third of a pint,
1: and that's what we got
0: <laughs> yes uh, How been, at least it was very nice it's made for a fun rest of the day Yeah, it let let's, let's be honest
1: uh, we sort of then I think we then moved on to the uh not the main porter house in temple. But another one... Ports House Central. Port House Central. Yeah. Very different feel to that one. Very long bar. Yeah. So we had, a, we had a couple in there. Quick visit to Underdog, but that was quite busy in there, weren't it? I think we hit it probably just everyone coming I out of work time. I think we
0: hit it at peak 5pm on Friday. Yeah. So it was after work drinks, yeah. before going home, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, we just stayed for the one in there. And then we just... Um, We just kind of searched out a few more traditional sort of bars, didn't we? That were just bars that kind of are known for doing good Guinness but also might have a few other things. And I think the the the, the standout kind of surprise for us was a was a bar called O'Neill's. Um, because Mark, Mark was joking that he wanted to go, oh, <laughs> I want to go to an O'Neill's, I want to go to an O'Neill's, and obviously what, what we're talking about here is the chain O'Neill's yeah. that don't think exists anymore over here. I but, think there's one or two still, but dying breed, perhaps. Yes, yeah, but we did find a bar called O'Neill's, yeah. and my word, the selection of beer in that place. That was really good. They must have had about 16, 18 different... Craft Irish beers yeah. across their taps.
1: It was a, it was a nice pub. Yeah, and we so we spent a while in there, didn't yeah. we? And why not? It was really it was a really nice pub. We did. Try, there was a couple of bars towards the end of the Friday night which weren't to our liking, uh, but I think we we it became a bit more of a, a Friday night out. The couple yes. of places we chose, and that was you know we we were way, making our way back to the hotel. We probably could have chosen better for maybe the last couple of pubs, but didn't detract at all. We, from what was a fantastic day out with good friends and having just, well, some really nice beers, just, yeah, just an amazing couple
0: of days, yeah. Though, and um, just to, to reiterate your earlier thanks um, to, to Padraig and to the team at Guinness and Diageo for uh, extending the invite to us and and, and for looking after us while yeah. we're out there.
1: Yeah, can't say can't say thank you enough. So, brilliant, Steve. Yes. Other than the two day trip to Guinness, <laughs> which broke Mister Johnson. Uh, uh, it broke me a little bit on the way home <laughs> as well. Uh,
0: and I know, I know Matt was suffering a little bit on the way home.
1: Um, what else have you been up to, mate?
0: Um, well, just a couple of things, really. A couple of, I suppose a couple of highlights. Um, first one was, uh, a couple of weeks back, there was a Cloudwater takeover at the Owl House in Chelmsford. So they sent down, I think it was six cask beers a whole load of keg beers and, and they also sent down that lovable rogue Connor Murphy.
1: Sent Connor as, with the beer?
0: With the beer. He actually did turn up carrying a box of beer Fair enough as well because he had um, some samples of this year's limited edition bottle releases right. that are coming out in a couple of weeks for, for, for folk to try. Um, so he did literally turn up carrying a box of beer. Um, but no, I mean, uh, across their range, there were obviously all of the stuff that Cloudwater do really well. There was a lot of parallels, couple of one of their lagers, uh, a few a few IPAs. There was double IPA, there was a, a, a triple, and, and then one of the cask beers was a, a stout called Proper which had been brewed in collaboration with Salt Beer Factory, oh, yeah. um, where Colin Strong is yeah. now, and um, you know Colin is famed for his ability with dark beers, particularly the Stouts, but the reason why they brewed this particular beer is because one of the Cloudwater brewers, Jake, uh, was leaving Cloudwater to move on, but Jake used to work at Buxton when Colin was there, So they used to work together at Buxton and they said to Jake, you can brew two beers as like like leaving beers. What do you want? What do you want to do? And who do you want to brew with? And his first thing was, I want to brew with Colin and I want to brew a stout. So basically they recreated the recipe that used to be known as Buxton's extra strong stout, which was named after Colin when he joined the brewery. Oh, my word, mate. I had it on cask and it was just incredible um I had it the next night because so I had a can of it as well. Had the can the next night, and the can was nowhere near as good as this cast version. Of, Sometimes of on
1: that, some of those, the dispense does matter.
0: Yeah, but it was it was interesting because what what Connor was saying was that obviously Cloudwater don't produce a lot of, of of cast beer still, and and generally what they tend to produce, they tend to keep either for the Manchester area or for a few selected locations, one of which being their own yeah. tap room, or particularly for tap takeovers. Yeah, so. Obviously, Connor knowing that this event was happening for the last few months has literally been siphoning off the odd cask of beer as it's been produced and kind of saving it for this event. So it, it was great to to see a brewery from outside of the London, the South, the region, actually taking that much care about a tap takeover that is essentially Hundreds of miles away from
1: where they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it is. It is. Uh, you know, well, it's, it's in Essex where a lot of breweries can't seem to, to find their way to out of out of any part of the region. Yeah, outside of Essex, it's
0: closeness to London. Yeah, you think it'd um, be quite
1: easy. I mean, it was really. It's, it does sound really good. I mean, I they, they had a Cadwater tap takeover a couple of days before I was in Vessel in Plymouth in September, and obviously we there was one at the Vic last year. Yeah, and they did the re. You know, when they brought cask back again. Into their stable, and you know, as part of the Crimbo crawl, we're going to be lucky enough to be paying a visit to to Cloudwater as well. Yes, so, we are.
0: I'm very um, much looking forward to that.
1: Hopefully, get to taste a few a few nice beers then as well. So that sounds like a good one. Was it busy
0: in the own house? Uh, it was busy, kind of around the after early on, yeah. around the after work period. I mean, they had had most of the beers had been on since when they opened at eleven so but nothing was close to running out on 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 that thursday night and um connor did take uh a a group of people through a a tasting of a number of beers as well so not only did he give us the opportunity to taste uh the the couple of special bottles that he brought down um he took us through i think it was a pal, an ipa and a double ipa as well and talked about The process in making the beers, the yeast profile, how they make their beers taste and look like they do. And so it was it was more than kind of one of those because sometimes these tap takeovers, meet the brewers can be a bit. They'll send someone along as a bit of a token gesture. And that person will just kind of stand there at the end of the bar and might talk to a few people, but won't really go any further than that. This was brilliant because Connor was like, he, was, he must have had a group of at least 10 to 15 people talking to them about the beers and chatting to them about the beers. And right. I, I think, you know, hats off to, to, to Cloudwater and to, and to Connor for coming down and, and doing that. Yeah, no,
1: well, well done indeed. And I think there was a few people in attendance who knew.
0: Yeah, a few of the Bottle Share game yeah. were, were, were in attendance. So uh, Matt was there, Clayton was there, Justin was in, Dan was there. so Any special guest appearances from
1: anyone? The number one fan pop in. Yes, so
0: I completely forgot about that. It was, it was like I, fe- I felt, I felt, as though you were, um, you were, you were searching for a particular <laughs> name, and I'm like, no, is, is there supposed to be someone that was supposed to be mentioned? Apologies. Yes, Paul at UNRCD <laughs> came came along um, for the takeover as well, having previously gone. To the Vic prior to that, like, so you, he was you know,
1: determined to make the most of his train ticket that day.
0: Absolutely, yeah. He he went to so he, he took a few hours off work, went to the the, the Vic first, had a couple of beers with, with, with Rich, and then he came over to to to, to the Owl House as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great evening. It was it was, it was a good evening had by all.
1: Well, coincidentally, my uh, my other well, I've got only a couple of beer adventures, but one of them is uh, a visit to the Hope Pub in Shorten. Which I know has been long mentioned by many people about being a, a bastion of good beer, especially cask beer. And um, it is number one fan Paul's local, effectively.
0: Yes, he's in there at least at least once a week. Yeah. If
1: not more. I think generally the Thursdays is nice, yeah. isn't it? So they, their takings must have been down when he was at the owl house drinking cloudwater the other week. But um, friend of the, you know, friend of ours, Dan, uh, from Bottleshare. Just happened to message me on the message on the day to our general group saying he was going over there. Uh, Michelle was out. I didn't actually have anything planned, and I went, "Yeah, right." Takes for ages to get to bloody Carlshawton. It's only about thirteen or fourteen miles outside London, but it's one of those trains that stops everywhere. Oh my word, sounds um, like a nightmare. It did feel like it went on forever, um, but the station where I could get the train from wasn't too far away from from work, so I got over there. Um, Pub is a couple minutes walk away from the station, so at least that's handy. And it is a really nice pub. It's actually deceptively big as well. When you first go in, it, it has the, the what I assume is the original building, quite small, quite intimate, feels very local. But even then, you can start to spot a few decent beers on the bar. I mean, I could see Dark Arts from Magic Rock was on on casks, so I'd already noted that as one to one to have later on in the evening, and a few other nice beers. Then you go out to a bit another bit at the back then another bit then they've got a big outside bit and then a permanent marquee where they do their regular beer festivals wow and I will say this all I'm not going to go through all the beers the beers on gravity that I did have were all in excellent condition so for me combination of the skill of the brewer and being vented tapped delivered the right way as well um, highlight beer was actually a keg beer though having of said all was. that having said all of that Um, it was a beer called Night Owls a 14% impi Stout from Hackney Brewery on keg um, which blew me away completely very smooth um, just had like a a small third proper small third an
0: actual third it might even be a third Third of a third might be a
1: third of a third Um, four and a half out of five on untapped really tasty really drinkable you knew you were drinking alcohol but none of that boozy burn was going on any, any hints of alcohol were just all very complimentary to all those lovely dark chocolate coffee flavours really smooth so well done Hackney Brew, that's a cracking beer
0: that was part of that um, Skyline Project, yes. was, wasn't it that Jager spoke about? It's because, another reason why I went for it. Yeah, because
1: um, it'd already been
0: mentioned. Paul gave me a can of that when when he was over because he won't because like it because he not because he bought the box um, and he, he he was umming and ahhing about whether to buy the box and he he would me and he was like if I buy the box do you want the the, the stout and I was like obviously <laughs> um, and and yeah I I had that recently and I, I just echo everything so even from the can. It was, it was thick, velvety smooth, yep. but full-on coffee all, all the way through. It looked like an espresso when I had it. Just a nice touch of sweetness right at the end of it. Really well balanced. A really, really, for 14%, a really dangerous beer.
1: Very dangerous. As, as well. Very dangerous beer. But no, had a really lovely time. If you are in that part of uh, South East London, I want to say, or just on the outskirts of South East London, the Hope and Carshalton, I think, is one of those... Must visit kind of pubs. You will enjoy it. Um, don't really. I don't think. I don't know if they do much in the way of food, but they do plenty in the way of beer. So you'll enjoy it. And I had a yeah. really good evening. I will return. I just maybe plan it as more of a day out kind of thing. Right, so right. So I'm not I'm having to come out of an evening. Out. Yeah, trying to get back because it's a 50 minute journey back into London. So we had to get the one into Victoria, then it's a tube over from Victoria, then a train up. And that's not the
0: easiest of journeys, Victoria back to Liverpool Street. Either. It's not when
1: you want to do it at half eleven. Yeah, I can tell you that. So no, that was really good. Um, My last one was I had a day out this Saturday in Hadley in Suffolk. Small town where my mate Carl lives uh, with him and his Mrs. Hannah. Michelle came along. Pubs are nice. It was one of those, it was just day out with mates to be honest. We'd uh, watched a bit of football, went out, drank some beer, came back, watched some more football, that kind of thing. Um, However, out of four pubs, I've managed to find landlord on cask and go ship on cask. Happy days for you. So though. I was pretty, I was pretty chuffed about all of that. Yeah, I'm sure you was. Yeah. Do you want any more? Yes, I'll have another landlord or I'll have another ghost <laughs> ship. Perfect. Martin goes tick. Everything <laughs> you're looking for there. exactly. So no, that, and that's that's me sort of done really. Oh, okay. Well,
0: while you were out in 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 Hadley uh, at the weekend, um, I was in Colchester, um, and we Emma and I went for an afternoon at the Vic. Nice. Because um, we had a, a free weekend to ourselves, so we, we were going out for dinner in the evening and we were going to the Swan in, in Stratford, St Mary. Um, Realised that there is a bus that goes from Colchester Town centre to the Swan, so we decided to make the most of it, go and have an afternoon at the Vic. Because um, in particular, there was one beer on that I really wanted to try, um, which was from Leon C, because Richard's finally managed to get some Leon C ah, beers prison. So he had the, um, the old Lee. Owl, the, the, the old owl that they did oh, as yes, a collaboration yeah, yeah. with Fable. Yeah. Now I thought that beer had only been done for the Rochford Beer Festival. I thought it only had only been done for that. But Rich had a cask of it and he had a second cask in the cellar as as well. So they must have made more of it than maybe they that they suggested. But um it was cracking, an absolute cracking pint as a as an old owl, like really, really sweet, like lots of raisiny notes, bit a bit of fruitcake what in there percentage? as well. Five and a half. Okay. So I had two pints of it. I, I had one to start with, and then I had another one to
1: finish with. Oh, no, so bookended. Yes,
0: bookended yes, your yes, session down. So. Yeah, but he also had um, SS9 on, on on keg as as well. So it was quite nice to have that as a mid afternoon <laughs> break as well. Mid afternoon,
1: wheels come off. Yeah, nine
0: percent nine percent beer. But no, it was. It's always nice to spend an afternoon at the Vic. Um, particularly, you will know if you hit that sweet spot on a Saturday, it can actually be quite quiet. Yeah. So, we just got to sat, sit at the bar, we were chatting to Rich, chatting to a few other people around us, just a really nice afternoon before we, we jumped on the bus and went to the
1: Swamp. Oh, brilliant. Uh, an afternoon in the is always going to be a, a, good, a good tick in the beer adventure it diary. Is.
0: It is, yeah. We've mentioned a lot of, of pubs that featured on that
1: fantasy pub crawl well, we have. That, that, that we did. Yeah. tonight. I mean, you know, that's why they're on there in the first place for us.
0: That's that's true. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's
1: not about... A visit to Dublin, we go to Alfie Burns. Yep. Chum said it's the Owl House. Colchester, it's the Vic. Yeah. So straight away, there's three. Ticking them all off. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have almost finished the Howling Hops American Pale Ale XX. Um, really enjoying it. It's really, really drinkable.
0: Like I say, for, for the, it's, it's fairly light. What is it, 5.1%? Yeah. Um, the, the only thing for me, style-wise... It's, it's probably slightly too juicy on the finish for me. I, I, I would have maybe liked a bit more bitterness in there.
1: I think because of it isn't uh, saying it's an IPA, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a bit more forgiving on that. I think the fruitiness, they can just about get away with it because it wasn't it didn't start to go to some sort of thickness or anything like that. They just were maxing out the fruit all the way through rather than fruit just at the start.
0: I, I don't know, I, I think for me, if, if, if you're going to call something an American parallel, my benchmark for that is Sierra Nevada parallel, which has a, a nice crisp bitter I mean, finish to
1: it. So I mean, I, do, I, I agree with you, that's the benchmark, but I don't think, that, I don't think, the, I don't think this is more of an evolution of it rather than a revolution.
0: It is, but this is also an evolution of one of their earlier beers that, yeah. that they used to sell purely at the tank bar yes. as well, which I can't remember what it was. Was it
1: the lower ABV version? Possibly, yeah. But the, I said, but I think you, you would get a lot of people interested in this one, the Pale XX. Um, I don't think this is one of those beers which I can't picture it being much better. At, I, I think canon keg is where it's probably going to shine.
0: Mm, I don't know. I think I think a, a pint of that on cast you might think? be quite interesting. Actually, yeah. I
1: think I think it would lose something for me, which is unusual for me to say that. Yeah. So I think, but it's very nice though.
0: Yeah? Well, what? Uh, throw another little teaser in there. What we are planning to do with, with, with Chris in, in, in January, we may get to try various dispense methods of Howling Hops beers.
1: Well, that was part of the plan. So when I say triannuary, it's going to be various different versions of triannuary. Yeah. We're going to try and cover all bases on the triannuary. All right, up in one. In one heady afternoon. Yes. I'm not going to say anything else. Right. You have got some news to share while I crack open the next beers.
0: I have. Um, I will finish the beer as I'm going through the news, um, as I'm getting your hot takes on these news items. In fact, so first up, um, news of another takeover, this time in America,
1: of the much loved New Belgium Brewery. Well, I've never. Well, we say maybe put it another way. I've never seen anything. I personally, I've never seen anything detrimental about them come out and. When they were talking about it, it seems that it's um, worker-owned. It is. So 100% employee-owned. Founded
0: in 1991 in Fort Collins. uh, And then in 2016, expanded to Asheville in Colorado. Um, Quite a big brewery in terms of their output. Uh, Most famous for... Uh, fat tire, yeah, is, is it? Which definitely is. That's just a straight up out. Yeah, I think it? so. Let's have a quick yeah. look. Um, so, so the news broke that um, they're set to join Lion Little World Beverages, which is the global craft beer division of Austra- Australian brewer Lion, which is in part owned by Kirin, uh, same brewery that has invested in Pure and Magic Rock. Yeah, over here. Um, they acquired 100% of New Belgium in an all-cash transaction as, as as well. Well, as I say they acquired, it still has to be approved by the employees that own the, the, the business, but they don't see there being they're any, any issues uh, yeah, I know
1: it's not the only factor, but they, by all accounts, they're getting quite a decent return.
0: Yes, um, well, so although no longer employee-owned... Um, each of the more than 300 employees will be receiving over $100,000 of retirement money, with some receiving significantly greater amounts. That's a hell of a return on an investment of owning part of a brewery, isn't yeah. it? Um,
1: the fact, just going back to the fact tie, according to Untapped, it comes up as a red ale or oh, American okay. amber. Um, but I would still say that's, their, that's the one. But The one they're
0: most known for. Yeah, the one Isn't I
1: really it? enjoyed when I was in the States was the Citrodelic Tangerine IPA. I bought a lot of that from Safeway when I was in the States. Yeah, That one I really did enjoy. But yeah, I've, I've, only, I've only ever seen good things about it. I mean, again, there I'm sure there are in these kind of things and I'm, I'm sure in the States it'd be much more gnashing and wailing of teeth than perhaps over here because we're not so close to it. But if someone's gonna give you an extra 100,000 into your retirement plan, and depending what the tax laws are on your retirement plan depending where you live a lot of that could be t- a lot of some of that could be tax free as well yeah it's not a bad pension pot to have tucked away it's not not at all so I think it'd be hard to begrudge anyone making that kind of return if they've been part of this cooperative almost they've, they've helped the company they've helped develop the company they've bought into the ethos of the company Um some people won't like it at the moment for me it might mean, but I actually get to see some of the beers I like from them over here.
0: Well, that's that, thats the potential, isn't it? Because if if straight away you're thinking of of Lion and and their investments in the UK, are we going to see you know the, the the likes of New Belgium's beers now being imported?
1: Well, into those. Well, you could see you could see networks. them at the I don't know, maybe you maybe see them at the Magic Rock Tap Room, the Four Pure Tap Room, yeah, where they've got access to to bars and pubs and taps. No, I'm not saying taking away the the rights and wrongs and whether it's squeezing other people. Like I said, I really enjoyed some of the beers when I was over there, so I'd happily even if they ended up in the supermarket.
0: Yeah, well, the the, the HQ is is due to remain in Fort Collins, and the CEO and management team are staying, which again is the same as what we've seen it's very same models for pure magic takeovers here. Um, the only, I, I suppose, the only real downside. I'm sure there are there are more downsides that people could dig into if they wanted to, but. Probably the one from the point of view of New Belgium's status as a craft brewery in the States, because they'll no longer fall under that 25% ownership rule, and it means they'll no longer be considered as, as part of the
1: Craft Brewers Association of America. They know that when they go for that kind of deal, don't they? Because that's very clear, that particular, dev- that particular line, isn't it? Yes, yeah. It's quite clear. Uh, before you give us a second bit, I just thought I'd say I have opened the second beer, And you're going to do some talking, as I'm going to do some listening. I want to drink it, so I should introduce it first of all. Again, Howling Hops, New Old London, four forty millilitre can of porter coming in at four point eight percent. Oh, nice, nice, nice light, easy drinking porter. Cheers. Oh, that's a lovely aroma. A little bit of smoke.
0: Yeah, some smoke on the nose there. Bit maybe a bit of bread as well. Yep. toast toast toast, 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 and then just give him way to it's, it's, it's toast and coffee
1: oh that is delicious now that this now the first beer got a set for the desert island this beer's brought us right back to November
0: absolutely but it's perfect
1: yeah this is a November beer but isn't it nice to have a what I presume judging by the labels pretty much an adjunct free uh, porter under 5% but damn tasty, lovely dry finish as it's well. A session porter, that dry finish, yeah, really good. Sorry, you can now do the second bit of the news because I'm now going to start carry on drinking this. Well, while you're enjoying that second bit of the news, fairly quick one,
0: but couldn't let this one pass us by uh, because it does involve um, the the nicest man in brewing, stroke the nicest man on Twitter. There's a lot of people like like to refer to him as um, so uh, Andy at Elusive Brewing. Um, it's great news to hear that they've now um, formally launched their taproom uh, at Elusive Brewing as well. So they'll be open Fridays and Saturdays throughout December. Uh, I imagine they'll be looking at what their opening hours will be from that point forward in the new year. Uh, but from what I understand, it's literally the unit next door to the brewery. Uh, no signage uh, at the moment, So, um, but they are putting various events on facebook and, and, and twitter so if you're in the area um if you've tried andy's beers before you'll know how great they are uh, if you've met Andy before you know how friendly and welcoming he is you can just imagine the combination of andy and his beers in his own tap room it's it's just going to be such a welcoming yeah.
1: environment firstly well done andy and secondly good luck with it absolutely yeah
0: let's let's hope the effort and time he's put into it Works from yep. from the pictures I've seen, he's got a lot of teddies with some retro games consoles as well. So it
1: seems appropriate, really, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, matches his brand. Perfectly. Yeah, and you know, you've you now got you've got the Siren Tap Room not far away as well, so you know you can make a little a mini day of it now with with, with two places to go to. And that's it, really, for the news. Uh,
0: not really a lot. It's kind of that time of year where. Generally, the, the the biggest beery news tends to be here is our annual release. Here is our big Christmas yeah, release.
1: That's what it's going to be. Now you're not going to have. I'd be very surprised if you suddenly have any more new Belgium type takeovers going on in on the run up to Christmas. Yeah, it's it's going to it's going to quieten down yeah. a bit. Yeah, that'd be my expectation anyway. But you know, if there is any news and we think it's worth sharing, we'll share it. Absolutely. Uh, and that brings us
0: nicely onto uh, this week's question.
1: Opinions,
0: Opinions, Opinions Which was the Desert Island Bar question from, from Joe Hill at Multiplex Ran. Uh, Joe's original question was in response to following our first fantasy show Which was the fantasy pub crawl um, We did put out a tweet saying what other fantasy themes would you like to see And and this response from Joe actually garnered quite a lot of response initially. At the time. As as, as well. So Joe's question quite simply was, uh, you get two cask pumps, three keg taps, three bottled beers in the fridge, and two snacks, and that's it forever. The draft and the snacks remain magically fresh. The bottles, you can age if you like. So that was Joe's challenge. We've got a load of responses. Mm -hmm. So in total, uh, just over... 40 responses, I think it was, in the end. So thank you um, very much. Yeah, to both Joe's original question and to our retweet of the question. Um, we'll go through some of the folks' responses in a while. And we've also, what what I did was, um, did a tally of what everyone was saying and actually have created the ultimate Twitter bar as well, in terms of what were the most popular responses okay. to, to go across those
1: um, taps. So, how do you want to do, do ours? So, shall should should we do our two cask beers first? Do you want to share your two cask beers?
0: Yes, yes, let's, let, let, let's do it that way. Let, let's do it that way, yeah. So, um, my cask beers, and I'm going to put a rider on this straight away. Uh, this caveat applies to all formats, everything else, go for it. Um, both of my cask beers are served through sparklers.
1: Given for you. I mean, to be <laughs> um, honest, I will take one of mine. I'll take Sparkler. Yeah, carry on. Yeah.
0: Um, so first one, uh, Marble Pint, because I wanted something that was light, sessionable, could just drink all day long. Why? Because you've got to travel home
1: somewhere. You're on a yeah. island. <laughs> and if it's
0: And if it's <laughs> going to magically refill and it's going to always be fresh,
1: yeah, so that's I'm, the, I'm happy with our, that. Our beer's perfectly dispensed every time.
0: Yes, absolutely. So yeah, yeah we're, we've added some caveats into yeah. this as well, haven't we? So yeah, ev- every pour... Is perfect. Yeah. Well, it would be because it's for a sparkler. <laughs> so, um, and then, then my second cast beer, and I did spend a lot of time thinking about what I wanted my second one to be. And I did also spend time looking at all of my choices and then looking at the styles and trying to make sure I had something for every God, style. You spent
1: longer than I did. Oh,
0: yeah. I, I put maybe too much thought into this. Um, but my second one is uh, Magic Rock Common Grounds on 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 cask through a sparkler
1: not quite a snap but there might be a similar
0: in a dimpled mug as as well i'd like that one because you're back you're back in the magic rock tap room yes (laughs) because that's that's how i want it served so so those those are my my two so just to
1: sum up marble arch pint yes and magic rock common ground that's it those those are my cask not a bad starting point i mean if walked into a pub you'd be quite happy with that choice if they only had two cask pumps and that was it
0: i'm done I'm done for the day. Just sit me there. That's that's what I'm drinking. Don't
1: move me till I fall off the chair. Yeah. Um, mine aren't going to be a surprise. <laughs> is, it, is Do we do this thing where I guess <laughs> them both again? <laughs> um, no, I'm not even really going to give you that pleasure because. Uh, so the first one, Ghost Ship, obviously, and the second one, Jaipur, obviously as as well. So you
0: said you you said one of them served to a sparkler, Jaipur. Jaipur, you wouldn't have you you, you wouldn't ever. I go.
1: don't think I've ever experienced uh, Ghost Ship through a sparkler pour because I tend to only have go ship in the south of the country yeah so having not experienced it but enjoyed it very well conditioned without one I'm not going to stick myself on a desert island with a sparkler and maybe not enjoy it fair enough Yeah. point so let's assume you can't take the sparkler off once it's on there
0: well no because well, no, it's, it's it's welded on <laughs> <laughs> especially on your taps yeah that's, that, that's not coming off ever
1: so yeah go ship I took no time at all with my two cask beers so see i i did though i i, I think i've maybe overthought this
0: I, I i maybe i had both of those well i went
1: for variety on my keg taps instead
0: Ah, uh, see i've also done that but so i had both of those i did also have um a beer that came up time and time again on a lot of people's suggestions which was track sonoma as as well but in the end that actually lost out to to
1: marble's pint close one thing though to be yeah, fair. very similar beers very similar beers Similar sort of mo sessionable under four percent drink, pretty much. You know, it's a it's a proper session beer. Yes, we joke yeah. about session beers. That falls into session. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So um, should we do kegs? Yeah. Now let's let's do, and this is this is where I had the most trouble, actually. So for, I, I nailed my first two lines, couldn't couldn't for the life of me decide on a third line.
1: Okay, so give us your first two, and then tell me what style you go for the okay. for third one. So uh,
0: first one will come as no surprise to anyone. Second appearance from this brewery already.
1: Well, not not any chance ch- it's cannibal, is it? Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cannibal. And on, on the, and on the second tap, cannibal. On... <laughs> and on the third tap, cannibal.
0: Human cannibal. <laughs> and, uh, human. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Magic Rock Cannibal, uh, an absolute no-brainer for me. That, that, that was always going to be one of my keg lines. I had to go for an IPA. Nice, what you call probably a mid-strength IPA these days. I presume well. you
1: only have pint glasses as well.
0: Only, only pint glasses. <laughs> Magic Rock, uh, Cannibal only comes in pints on this on my particular <laughs> desert island. Uh, my second uh, keg line, uh, Sierra Nevada Palau. because I wanted something that's classic. I wanted classic, step down, looking at drinkability, sessionability, and something that I know I can always go back to time and time again. Okay the third keg line Is was where, the one? Was where one? I had the issue because so to, so to this point I've got um, I'm I'm going with Marble's point being a bitter more than but I think it's maybe a parallel um, I think you could probably chuck it into either category yeah. Common Grounds being a porter Cannonball being an IPA and another parallel in Sierra Nevada um, and then I've got some others coming up in my in my bottle selection Later on. Um, so I was like, what do I go with on, on this last line? And I had about seven or eight different choices. I went back to Untapped. <laughs> I, I looked at the beers that I've drunk the most. I looked at how highly I'd rated them. I looked at styles. And I was like, right, okay, we're going to have to go for something that I know is fantastic. That I don't think is going to be brewed again. So I want to experience that beer that I had back then, but also that's very different from everything else that's been on the line so far. So I went for a black IPA, but not just a black IPA. I went for a double black IPA in the form of Buxton's Battlehorse, which is a 10.5% double black.
1: And that has been available IPA. in Cape before?
0: It, it has, so that, that was my third keg line, was something that when I've got bored with all the light stuff, I can just go nuts. And
1: on. then fall asleep under the stars.
0: Yes, and wake, the... <laughs> wake up tomorrow, and that <laughs> keg would have magically refilled. Because that's how it works. That's, that's how, it how it works, yeah. At Midnight, everything resets.
1: Of course how it works. That's a, that's a cracking shout, that last one. That's a cracking shout, that last Do one.
0: Do you want to know some of the ones that were, were in yeah. the running? I want to know who lost the, to yeah. that. So who lost to that? Um, Axe Edge buxton yeah um again bit of a theme with the dark ones here um holy cowbell by beavertail
1: that's oh, what was it about that that's the india porter isn't it
0: yes yeah um a foam and fury by galway bay yeah if, if i needed a double ipa in there um highlight by cigar city but i thought it was too close to cannonball
1: yeah i would, I would say it probably would be
0: um call your friends by Weird Beard, which was my
1: beer of the year a couple of years yeah, back. Yeah, that was the uh, black IPA, wasn't again, it? Again, double black. Yeah,
0: double in that black was good. IPA. Um, again, Sonoma, the keg version. Yeah. Uh, and
1: Babyface Assassin
0: by Roosters. Um, on keg. But then I thought... If I was, if that was going to be on my bar, it probably should have been on cast.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say that. Good on keg, but great on cast. But I was
0: never changing my cast lines once no. I'd chosen those two.
1: No, you would, have so, given, you would have given yourself a whole load of headaches there. Yeah,
0: so I'd, I had real trouble choosing choosing my keg lines, I, and I thought those would be the lines that I'd be like, yes, well, that's bang, bang bang bang. When
1: you you because you messaged me saying I yeah. can't, I said I, I thought you'd have trouble with the cast.
0: No, cast was easy for, for me.
1: So I I started off by looking at my keg taps for styles this time. Okay. Because I knew on cask, it was two beers but I was always going to have. So I thought, fancy a lager. Desert Island. It's going to be a few hot days on there. I need something just crisp and cold. And this may not be for everyone, but I've going for Camden Hills.
0: Okay, good shout.
1: Because last year, 2018, during that summer heat wave, I personally didn't get hold of a better lager than that. It was the Camden Hills. Lovely, settable strength as well. So you can actually knock a few of them back. Really enjoyed them. Consistent as hell at the time as well. So I'm presuming, oh, consistent as hell. Um, and I'm presuming still the same as well. So Candon Hills, my But then I thought, I do need a dark beer now. I'm gonna need a dark beer, aren't I? I mean, it's just because it's a desert island. Of course. I need a dark beer. Um So I have also gone for a magic rock one. I've gone for dark cards on okay. cake. Because going down that route where we've spoken before about having a cool or cold dark beer that starts to warm up, let's assume the desert island is closer to the equator than the Antarctic or the Arctic, it'll warm up quite nicely, but still be nice and, and refreshing as well. And 6%, so top end accessionable. sessionable. Yeah. And then finally, I went for Colonel Pale Ale. Because, because it's a magic desert island, it means that every time I get a Colonel Pale Ale, it will be a different...
0: So this is a constantly rotating... Pale Ale tab, from Kernel. It? Yeah, It's going to be because
1: yeah. it will never be exactly the same.
0: I, I like the way you're using the uh, magical properties of this desert island to your benefit. Yes. Uh, well,
1: you've got to, haven't you? Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, yeah. so I thought, well, I can have Kernel Pale Ale, but it won't be the same Pale Ale every time, which everyone turns up. You know, It was a 5.4 two days ago. It's a 5.3 with a different hop thrown in. You know, I'll never be able to find it on untapped, but I'll still love having the beer. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my free key So, so you
0: also assume you're getting internet connection on, on your desert island.
1: Magic. <laughs> in Doctor Who, the doctor can phone someone from the TARDIS in deep space and time back to Earth. <laughs> I can phone from a desert island. It's easy. Okay, good, good shout. I had, no run, I had no other runners and riders.
0: Yeah, see, I'm beginning to think I overthought this uh, a, a little.
1: But um, I did start to struggle with the bottles. And just to be clear, listeners... Uh, Joe made it quite clear it was bottles, not cans.
0: Yes, because I did ask him at the time, and his response was, Uh, my view is if you can can it, you can keg it.
1: So you've already ticked off the cans, yes, they're just the the kegs are big cans, yeah. So we've had we have sticking to the rules, yes, for bottles, so Um, Steve.
0: Well, my first bottle, I also thought I needed the lager option, so um, and I had to. I had to go for Aldi's Rhine back
1: <laughs> Cheeky, you over have a Cheeky Rhiney.
0: Cheeky, cheeky Rhiney. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a the desert a, island. A, a never-ending selection of Cheeky Rhineys. And it does come in bottles, and the bottles are slightly stronger than cans. So I'm all right there. So I've got myself a nice Pilsner, nice cold Pilsner to have. Don't even have to worry about the glassware. That's coming straight out, straight straight out, out of the, the fridge. And straight straight <laughs> out of the bottle. Um, and, and then my next two bottles are actually both on the dark side. As, as, as well so the second one that I went for was Adnams Broadside because it's a beer that I do turn to at any time of the year you can enjoy it chilled from the fridge you can let it warm up a little bit you can enjoy it chilled from the cellar mm-hmm. you can enjoy it at room temperature it's a beer that's very versatile in how you it's can enjoy it. it's also the
1: superior version of the two exactly
0: which is why I went for it in bottle not on keg and uh, on cask, and and then the third one that I went for, for I went big on, on my third one. I went for um, Beaver Town's Heavy Lord because I thought, well, firstly, if I've got a never ending selection of it, happy days because that's like one of my f- most favorite beers of all time. But secondly, there are going to be times on this desert island, even though it's a desert island in, in, in the evening, it's still going to chill down a yeah. little bit. Or I'm just going to want to sit in front of my Campfire that never goes out either, <laughs> and just enjoy a big, thick sipping beer with so, your feet,
1: with your feet gently being you know down near the flames. Yes, sitting back.
0: Yeah, just just watching the stars. Heavy Lord, and, I and did and consider Heavy Lord otherwise. as
1: well because that was our beer of the year, but for both of us last year, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. So it was a joint effort. That's a good selection of beers in the fridge.
0: Yeah. So I'm oh, on on the whole, I'm very happy with style wise what what I've got. So I've got I've got a pilsner. I've got a big stout, I've got a porter, I've got an IPA, a parallel, a double black IPA, uh, and then a strong ale, which is what kind of bull tide falls into us. I, I feel as though I've got quite a nice range of beers that again, I'd be
1: able to dip in and out of. Again, if you rocked up into one of our fancy pubs on our fantasy pub crawl, and that was the selection presented to you. You'd be very happy with it'd that. Be a very, it'd be a very short pub crawl, but a very long day. <laughs> yeah. uh, so for me, I've... Obviously, unsurprisingly, I've gone in a slightly different direction. Um, I'll started off with some Cantillon.
0: I, I, I suspected this may come up on your <laughs> list. Yes.
1: So I've got the Cantillon Rosé, Rosé de Gambrenes, because again, the magic quality designer means that we can have this fresh, replenished on a regular basis. And I really do like this beer fresh as well. It's one of the ones which I don't tend to age for too long in the cellar, because I do like getting the fruity notes from the Rosé de Gambrenes. again, Also comes in at 5%. So I'm getting a bit of fruit, a little bit of tartness and sourness and also keeping into the the sessionable range as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I thought, "Mm, what else should I have? Ooh, magic. I can have the Fuller's Vintage Ale from 1997 up to present day. I just have as much of it as I want. and do a vertical tasting one day, 24 hour day,
0: I don't think that counts quite so much as the Colonel parallel being full rotated. As, full,
1: full as vintage ale. I'm, I'm going with it.
0: You can't just claim vintage ale and just decide oh, I, I fancy a 2003
1: tonight. There's nothing the rules to say I can't.
0: Oh, I, I think you've bent these rules slightly. <laughs> and I'm also gutted that I didn't think of that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm coming over to your desert island for, for, for a little trip.
1: And then, and this is where um, my good wife Michelle helped me out. With my last beer in the fridge, I couldn't... I just couldn't... I was just getting a block. Even though there's loads of beers I could have, I just thinking, I just need it to be a really good beer. And uh, Pliny the Elder. Oh, in the fridge? In the fridge, in bottles. So rather than having it on tap... Obviously, super fresh bottles. Super fresh bottles, because... The desert island doesn't... The people delivering it don't try to save me from the desert island. But no, they, no will, just, they just deliver the beer. But they do deliver the beer. So I don't, I don't... They're want, like magical
0: elves uh, that deliver the beer while you're asleep. Exactly. But like, yeah. you know,
1: tooth fairy, put the tooth down, money appears. Yeah. I go to sleep, beer appears. So I went for Pliny the Elder. Because it's also a bit of a fantasy beer for me because I've never had it. Okay.
0: That's that's a good shout there. So that's
1: what we ended up with. So so basically I've got the canteons, So I've got, you know, the fruity sour. I've got the Fuller's Vintage Ale and Pliny the Elder in the fridge. Um, I've got on the taps, a Lager a Stout, and a Pale Ale, and then I've got Ghost Ship, probably still falls into a Pale Ale as well. And I've got the pool for the IPA.
0: I've, I've got to say, I'm surprised that Guinness didn't appear on money or taps, particularly on money or keg taps.
1: No, there's enough other beers that I prefer. Although I do like Guinness, but Guinness tends to be. If I'd had four or five, maybe it would have fitted in there because then you know, if Mum and Dad also got stranded on a desert island, I could keep them happy as well. <laughs> um, but no, I, I've decided that having and also having had the dark arts recently although it was on cask it reminded me every time I have dark arts it reminds me how much I do actually enjoy that as a straight down the line yeah
0: stout. I overlooked that too
1: much as well well I think we all do especially because,
0: with its availability now in yeah. Tisco, it shouldn't be a beer that I'm overlooking no I
1: mean it's just such a good stout yeah no, nothing thrown in it's just really well made really well balanced 6% top end of session but especially this time of year perfect yeah. snacks
0: Snacks, Uh, I didn't take long on on this (laughs) at all. Um, Pork scratchings and cheese would be my two snacks. And that would be much in your, well, certainly now, much in your vein of (laughs) Fuller's Vintage, you can have whatever you want. I'm just going for all cheese. All cheese. Whatever I want, whenever (laughs) I want it.
1: Well, I've got pork scratchings as well, because I don't see how you can't. No. Because you have enough of them. It's almost a meal. Exactly. Yeah. To be honest, um, but I also went for a bit of a traditional uh, snack for me: salt and vinegar crisps.
0: That was on that was on my shortlist: salt and vinegar crisps. But they lost out to cheese because I thought, especially if I've got if I've got one one evening where I'm going to have a going to have a dark evening, so I'm going to have a broadside and a and a heavy lord evening.
1: <laughs> you need cheese. I need cheese. Yeah, because otherwise you're just going to sit there wanting cheese. Yeah, and then you can't have it. No. No, so no. Really good fun to
0: do, though. It was it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, I have to admit,
1: really do enjoy that So thank you very much, uh, Joe. That really was quite good. A quite specific way of choosing the stuff as well.
0: Yeah, sure. Should, should we see what um, Joe's choices were? Yeah, definitely. Be, be, because obviously Joe did put his own choices in. Um, so Joe Hill at Multiplex Rent. Um, so he's two cast lines: uh, Manchester Marble Bitter or, or Marble Manchester yeah. Bitter, Traxanoma. Fair enough. No surprise there. Um, Kegline 1, uh, Cloudwater West Coast IPA. Um, not sure which version of that, but maybe he's gone down your Fuller's Vintage thinking he can just have whatever version he wants whenever he wants it. Saison um, DuPont. Um, and Lost and Grounded Keller Pills. Excellent. Uh, in bottles, he's gone for the Colonel 1856 London Stout. Nice. Uh, Lindemann's Mikella
1: Spontan Basil. A beer you should never try.
0: Um, I have no intention of ever trying it. Thanks for the heads up though. <laughs> uh, and torside's Sriracha, a which is a beer we, we, we should never try. Find <laughs> the names of that. And his snacks were chipsticks, which as far as I know only come in the salt and vinegar variety, <laughs> yeah. uh, and olives. So again, quite a, a varied selection. A varied there, selection. In, there's in a good, there's a, beers. definitely
1: a good mix of beers there. Um, <laughs> you know the 1856 London Stout and the Mikelis Bont Basil they're definitely ones which you can just sort of leave for a little bit as well yes so yeah that's a good choice I mean and Manchester Marble bit I mean two two classics as far as I'm concerned Traxonoma can be classed as a classic already
0: well I think he's got pretty much a, a classic line
1: up there to a point the season DuPont is a master stroke on Keg yeah I think that's a masterstroke. Very,
0: very clever. Yeah, very clever
1: that. So should we go through a few of the other ones then? For
0: yeah, let's have a look at some of the other the, the other suggestions, and then we'll have a look at what is the overall the overall picture, the view. What would be the Twitter fantasy desert bar. island bar?
1: So from Guzzler at Lagging Boat, another shout for Tractonoma on Cask, and then also Siren a Broken Dream. So he's already got his uh, light and dark on
0: Cask. That's a good shout. Oh, that, good shout, Siren. One.
1: Yeah uh keg one Daya steady rolling man keg two he's gone a lot more specific on his kernel ipa than i have (laughs) kernel ipa galaxy citra
0: so i think a lot of people missed a a trick on this kernel thing see i got that one should it should it like like you should have just gone kernel ipa and i'll just have it on the rotating basis whichever one's coming that because
1: they're going to deliver a different one every time and verdant howl i don't know what is verdant howl i'm not familiar with that one myself i'm sure it's a double ipa and then we get uh, another K- colonel are doing well on this list so far on the two doing so, very far. Well. so colonel export india porter is bottle number one then we've gone buxton yellow belly for bottle number two it's quite a leap not finished there though bottle number three a snap with you steve beaver town heavy lord can't, can't argue with that can't argue with that at all and then snacks pork scratchings big shout out to pork scratchings yeah. at the moment and then this is the one I probably should have had as well scotch eggs oh
0: yeah I, I, I must admit going through some of these I was looking at some of the snack suggestions and I was like ooh <laughs> ooh yeah maybe I should have had that
1: yeah see pork, uh, scotch eggs I do love a scotch egg so, but some cracking beers in there again I mean that fridge is awesome I mean,
0: what a selection that is!
1: That fridge: Export India Porter, Buxton Yellow Belly, in the Beaver Town Heavy Lord. You're going to know you've been in that fridge by the end of that.
0: Yeah, and you're going to feel it. Aren't you, you are
1: going to feel it. I mean, it's just as well that your desert bar is right beside where you live on the desert I'm, island. I'm
0: assuming this desert island has magical healing properties as well, where <laughs> as as all the beers, all the taps, all the casks, all the bottles reset at midnight. So does your hangover. Yep.
1: So you well, wake up in the morning. There's been no watch, no weight gain either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming bacon and eggs is also provided.
0: Oh, that was never mentioned, but maybe, maybe it should have been included as a <laughs> snack. Um, Bring on the beer at Bring on the Beer. Bit more of a traditional selection uh, here. So, two cask lines Ringwood 49er and St. Austell's Tribute.
1: Very, very, two very good classics though.
0: Yep. Yeah. Keg lines Guinness, Tiny Rebels Stay Puffed and St. Austell Korev.
1: So, someone else rang in another lager.
0: Yeah. Uh, bottles, Wiper and True Milkshake Stout, glam Brewing Jemima's Pitchfork, which I've got to say is one I'm not familiar with. No. Uh, and Falcon Beer. Um, again, one that I've, I'm, I'm not familiar with. And then on the snacks, you've got Roast Beef Monster Munch and Honey Roasted Peanuts.
1: Old school. Very old school. But uh, I, lo- I love the, um, having the St. Austell Korov on there as well. And the Wiper and True Milkshake Stout is a Bring on the Beer from the West Country. I
0: believe, possibly in Wales. I think he's, he's from.
1: Just because we've got St. Austell Tribute, Tiny Rebel, St. Austell Korev, Wiper and True, and one of the other two, Glam, Brewing and Falcon, maybe I'll be that neck of the woods yes, for all I know. Yeah. Not knowing enough about them. Nice mix though, Nice mix. It's, it's, I'm, I, what I'm loving
0: is people have actually given this some thought.
1: Yeah, people. I think people are a bit like us. They did sort of get into it. They, I think they really yeah. did enjoy the uh, the thoughts behind it. Uh, before we get to the next one, final thoughts on the London Porter. Uh,
0: love it. I mean, as it started to... The new old London Porter, I should say. As, as it started to warm in the glass, um, a few more flavours coming through, but really holding on to... Those those big flavours we picked up initially, that smoky, toast, roasted notes, roasted coffee notes, all, all in there. Now
1: this is one I wouldn't mind trying on cask.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think on cask a little bit more body on that, and, and you're on to an absolute winner with that beer.
1: Very drinkable. So why don't I want to open the next beer, which is the House IPA India Pale Ale from Howling Cops at 6.9%. Katsul at Katrinas. So... Cast beer number one, Harvey's Prince of Denmark. Now, which one is that?
0: Is it a winter beer or strong beer? I think it's a strong beer, isn't it? It's not, it's not the barley wine, is it? That's Elizabethan.
1: No, should I, I'll have a look in a minute. And then the five points derailed porter, which is their stronger version of the railway porter, isn't it?
0: Isn't it the bretted version of the railway porter?
1: I think so, because then they also did a bottled version, yeah. didn't they? Uh, I mean, it's no surprise that we're getting a bit of brett in this selection. Not from cat. Uh, from cat. No. Um, speaking of which, bottle number one, Burning Sky Saison, is that the Provence? Yes, yeah. Then the Colonel Table Beer, very sensible. And then Duval. <laughs> 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 um, but none, none of this mucking around with the other hops. Duval. Straight in on,
0: on, on Duval. Straight in on
1: yeah. Um Then bottle number one, the Cam Goes. And then bottle number two, the Chalet, the... Sher- Sherland keller curler the roush beer yes the the, the classic roush beer and then orval and and orval was one that kept coming up it is a classic and you can and everyone knows that you can leave those to age a bit as well if you want
0: well assuming upon hearing how you're going to be treating your vintages people are now going to be like well
1: that's how i'm
0: going to have my orvals <laughs> I'll, I'll have them on on whichever year that i fancy on that particular evening thank you very much
1: that's fine it's their desert island okay Okay, I'll, um, I'll let them go with that. And then, a little bit of a twist on the the snacks: smoked almonds and jalapeno scratchings. Mm. I love the idea of jalapeno scratchings. You don't? I don't. But um, I, I love that no. bit. I love that bit of spice and burn. And I'm just the only thing is the smoked almonds and the jalapeno scratchings more than some of the other snacks. Even maybe just going to want you to carry on drinking.
0: That, that's that's all they can do. They're going to be thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chicken Dipper at Graham Zolander. Uh Castlines, Burning Sky Aurora Ooh, and richie. Burning Sky Robust Porter. Clearly a big Burning Sky fan if he's having two Burning cast Sky lines. fan there. Yeah. Um on the kegs, you've got Buxton Rain Shadow. Woof! Big old beast <laughs> style. He's not fucking around <laughs> there, is he? Um, I must admit, Graham's having a bit of an internal dilemma as well because he originally had Magic Rock, Rock's Cannonball on, but he dropped it for Rain Shadow. Um, <laughs> his second keg line is Lost and Grounded Kellep Hills. And then third keg line is Russian River Pliny the Elder, which is which is how he justified dropping Cannonball. He said, "If I've got that, I'm, I'm I'm quite happy that that I don't need Cannibal if I've got Pliny." Fair enough. Um, in his bottles, he's got Allval, um, Arbor Breakfast Stout, and Lervig No Worries. Uh, not sure what the, the the last one is in terms of its style, um, but if it's from Lervig, it's bound to be a big beer. Um, and then snacks: uh, pretzels and olives. Yeah, second
1: shout for olives. Yeah, olives. Olives getting a lot of love. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. No, I don't know why? Maybe because I'm just thinking of a pub. But all of this appearing appear in a lot of places these days. They just yeah. haven't given it much thought at all. Let's let's try the beer. Let's see what the beer's like. Okay. All this talk about all these beers and not drinking one. So it's just their house IPA, yeah. Initial thoughts. So you've taken a good glug of that. Mm-hmm. This has made it first if you, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I mean, this feels like you know the pale XX was uh, orange squash uh, when we were doing it on Periscope. I find, that this feels like orange squash, but you've diluted it a lot less.
0: Yeah, it's um, there's, there's some sugariness in there. Yeah, um, lemon, pineapple, maybe some orange as well. It's definitely got it's, that it's, barley. It's, it's kind of like yeah, it's it's that it's that summer fruits mixed squash that that, that you'd get.
1: But. You haven't watered. You haven't done watered it down. Well, not watered down quite as much as I like it to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you've put more concentrate in than you have water. Yeah, more, and that's almost. what it feels
1: like initially to me. All those fruit flavors there and stuff. It's a weird one. I mean, you wouldn't know. You know, house IPA six point nine percent. You know, wouldn't I? First saw it, I thought, oh, house IPA. That'd probably be a, a sessionable beer. No, a bit like you know, house. Yeah, I know a house wine isn't, but it'd be like almost like a default one. Six point nine percent feels like a stronger. It does.
0: It does feel. It does feel a lot stronger.
1: So, but I have to. Admit, oh, actually, the Pale X wasn't on. Um, I'm talking rubbish. The Palex X wasn't on Periscope. That was the first beer tonight. It was a different beer on Periscope. Sort of rubbish. Oh, but we're gonna do that one. Yeah. next Next. Yeah. So sorry it's about a
0: that. New England IPA. That
1: getting we, out. Getting out of sync. Oh, Time travel.
0: It's, it's all this excitement about these desert island beers. Yeah, I'm I know sure it is. It is. I, I mean, it's almost like I want to wake up tomorrow on a desert island with beer though. With, with these with my selections. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, from Martin at Griffin, at uh, Martin de Monkey. a second shout out for Burning Sky Aurora on Cask, and then an absolute classic, Cask number two, Harvey's Best. Yeah, bang, bang, straight, straight in. on there. Keg number one, Colonel Export India Porter. Colonel getting a lot of love for the Desert Island.
0: I, I have to say that Colonel got a lot of love across the board. The only place they, that they didn't come in at all was in Cask. Now, bearing in mind, it's a fantasy, and you could have chosen what you wanted. Um, I'm surprised someone yeah, but no didn't
1: one, go... no one's tried Kernel on Cask, have they? No, I
0: don't, I don't think so. so okay, I, don't
1: think you, I don't think you put it there. Now you're being ridiculous. Now you're being ridiculous about the desert <laughs> that's, island.
0: That's almost a different fantasy thing. It's yes. what, what beer could you have that doesn't exist. Yes. And
1: yeah. Maybe we'll do that another day. That, that
0: could be an, one for another day, indeed.
1: Um, the Goose Tilquin for bottle, for kick number two. And pressure, pressure drop, pale fire. Well, that's a good shout. That is a good shout. That is a very good shout. Actually, as, that as one. A line. Yeah. Um, bottle number one. All again. Oh, all that I've got stock.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, to supply all these desert <laughs> islands
1: and helicopters. <laughs> um, a burning sky anniversary, and Duga's big idiot. I think that's a stout. I think that's a big M P stout. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and old school snacks coming up: <laughs> scampy fries and scratchings.
0: Brilliant! I love, I love, I love the shout for the scampy fries yeah.
1: in in there. Um, I presume then, if you have the scampy fries when you wake up in the morning, your hands will no longer smell of scampy fries. As no, if no I remember because
0: everything we set is at midnight.
1: Every time you have scampy fries, that's it.
0: It's this is it's like it's it's not just the desert island, but it's Groundhog Day. It's, it's Groundhog Day. It resets every day. So yeah.
1: what's about six o'clock in the morning then?
0: Yeah. Uh, last last one then from um, what what some of the the, the, the listeners suggested on Twitter, uh, James at James Moosh, Uh two cask lines, tracks and Marble Manchester bitter. So um,
1: exactly the same cask as as Joe,
0: uh, who who suggested the um, this particular one. On keg, we've got Lost and Ground with Keller Pils, uh Brasserie de la Seine Bruxellinus, and Colonel's Dry Stout, again, nice selection of, yeah. of different styles there. Bottles, we've got Auval <laughs> ag- again, we've got uh, Oud Gous, and we've got Lervig Barley Wine as, as well. So big shout for the barley wine coming in at the end there. And then, um. This is
1: a very specific snack. This is a, up. This is a,
0: I'm, I'm assuming if someone can tell us what this actually is, <laughs> uh, because I'm assuming it's more than just a boiled egg or a pickled egg. He, he actually said Manchester eggs.
1: Is it like a Scotch egg? Because you can get Scotch eggs which have black pudding. Okay. So is, is this a Manchester take on Scotch egg? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure someone will tell us. Well, if they can't tell us now, surely when we go
0: to Manchester, someone can tell us. We'll, we'll find out. And if and if someone from Manchester can't tell us, I'm sure Sean will tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then his other stack was Stilton. So, but so, he's got so some going f- in on, very on specific the on the cheese. Yeah. See, I, I. I like I say took there you've learned your lesson on, there on, on, on the cheese so on the whole what what I then did from all these responses we had so the ones we've read out obviously only a snapshot because we can't go through every single response We'd no but I'm just looking at, at the list now
1: night. and there are some cracking cracking beers on the bar and in the fridge and you know, fortunately, there's no calorie counting on the desert island because some of those snacks are looking wonderful.
0: They, they are. Um, I will just give one mention to, and this, this, this is one that literally just stood out to me as I was looking at the list in front of us now. Uh, Steve from Bien Nouveau, who wanted Carlsberg special brew as, as one of his cans or bottles. Yeah, I saw
1: that. Well, he's a big advocate of it, isn't he? He, he, is. And, he is. But he also threw in tequila.
0: Yeah, because he did say in his tweet you didn't specify that the bottles had to be beer. Did we not? No. Which I think was maybe stretching it
1: a okay. bit far. Steve's going to have a, a wonderful party on his...
0: Isn't, <laughs> isn't he just? Isn't he just? So so yeah, across all of that, uh, what I did was tallied it all up and I, I came up with what is kind of the ultimate Twitter Desert Island bar.
1: So yeah. should we do this in stages? Do you want to... Shall I, I read out the cask Can you read out the key? Well, well,
0: yeah. Cask is your
1: thing, yeah. isn't it? So, cask number one on the Twitter bar, on the Desert Island Twitter bar, Track Sonoma.
0: And, and that was the, the one cask beer that got the most mentions.
1: Across everything. Uh, well, across cask, yep. it, it got the most mentions. Yep, That's right. a cracking start. Cracking start. And then a rotating line, apparently, um, on our magic desert island.
0: Because they had the same number, yeah. Of, of, couldn't split of, it. Couldn't couldn't split it. So it's kind of a one day it will be one, the next day it will be the other, and well, so on still, forever. but
1: gives you two very different beers as well. Yeah. Uh, first up, Formbridge Jaipur. Um, and then day two, Harvey's best. That's a, you know you're getting three you'd, you'd, deep. three be, nice beers though, aren't you on cars now? You'd be but quite happy. You'd be with that, happy with that. that. You'd be happy with those yeah. car
0: selections.
1: Definitely. I'd be I, yeah, as much as I love poor Having a a day off when you get a pint of Harvey's Best in tip-top condition. Because it's one of those beers which when uh, brewers come over from Europe and brewers come over from the States, they seek out something like Harvey's Best. That's what they're looking for, is a pint of Harvey's Best. So, come to the desert island.
0: Or, yeah, any one of the desert, well, any one of the desert islands or the ultimate desert island? Yes. Which is where we're at now. So, so
1: what have we got on the free keg lines, Dave? Uh,
0: without a doubt, the one that was the most popular suggestion across the kegs was Lost and ground, Grounded Keller Pills. Um, closely followed by Daya's Steady Rolling Man. And then Russian Rivers, Pliny the Elder.
1: Now, I wonder where, because I think most people who voted for Keller Pills and Steady Rolling Man have had both of those beers. Yeah. I wonder how many have done the same as me. Almost, I, I might be wrong, but i chosen Pliny the Elder as almost like a beer. As a wish. As a wish. Yeah. As a wish beer. I'd be quite curious. If anyone's chosen that because they have it as a wish beer, just let us know.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You want to uh, do the bottles? Yeah. Bottle number one, not going to be much of a surprise, is it? <laughs> <Orwell>. <laughs> um Bottle number two, a bit more of a surprise, I think bearing in mind you've got such a wide selection of beers to choose from, there's been some sensible people here. Colonel Table Beer has turned up in bottle number two. And it did keep
0: coming up again and again. Yeah,
1: And uh, bottle number three, Free Fontaine Oud Goose. Nice little selection there. Bit of belgian hints as well.
0: Maybe not a selection for me. Maybe not.
1: Maybe won't be classed as Steve's Beer Fridge. Yeah. But nice little mix there.
0: In, yeah, ab- absolutely.
1: Okay, and drum roll. What was the winning snacks? <laughs> On
0: the snacks, uh, unsurprisingly, the first snack would be pork scratchings <laughs> or any other form of bits of pork. <laughs> um, th- there seem to be many suggestions for that, and and then the second one is I've I've had to. That there were so many different suggestions of different types of nuts that that all I could do was say well. Just have a mixed nut selection because there there was too many choices. There
1: was a lot. of, I mean, you know, just you know. So we've got uh, walnuts, cashier, smoked almonds, mixed nuts, pistachio nuts, chili peanuts. You've even got like roasted yellow peas, which would almost fall into the nut yeah. category for a lot of people. So yeah, I can imagine, that, yeah, you, otherwise you just wouldn't have got there in the end.
0: No, so that's 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 our ultimate Twitter. There's an island bar.
1: Now, you see, the thing is, I'm probably going to be happier with that bar than you.
0: I would agree, actually. Although I've got. I've got I think taps tatch- are fine. Yeah. Bottles, I'm, I'm, I'm going to struggle with the bottles. The, the fridge isn't I, I'll, I'll going to be honest, to your. Colonel
1: yeah. your, 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 your Table beer is going to be your, your go to out of the fridge.
0: It is. And I'm, sadly, there's nothing. across. There's no dark beer there.
1: No harvey's best is the closest but that is what
0: the people chose
1: and you know we go with the people's vote
0: we do indeed um but as always um keep this one going if you want to yeah keep it going use the hashtag opinions um and 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 we'll find your suggestions if you didn't get to input into this particular show um let us know what they were and uh, probably down the line like we ended up having to do with a fantasy pub crawl there'll probably be a spreadsheet <laughs> with, 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 with all of these suggestions but that was a lot of fun
1: that was actually really good fun so once again thank you very much joe it was a really nice suggestion i like the the limitations that was also put around it as well yeah
0: to kind of hone in your your thoughts yeah. a little bit more. you can
1: literally just pick 20 taps and have as many castle or kegs you like among that and umpteen bottles very, very specific numbers. It made you think about it. it definitely made you think about it.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I had a great time thinking about it. Yeah, you had like
1: three sleepless nights. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, that, 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 was, that was a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm still enjoying doing these fantasy um, discussions, and we've got many, many more suggestions that
1: the, yep. the people have put forward as so well. Every so every now and again, it will pop up.
0: It, it will indeed. So like I say, um, if you didn't get involved in that, um, still make your suggestions. Uh, use the hashtag and you may very well find yourself in this next part of the show let us know write it down let us know write it down let us know your thoughts and in lingerness oh, write it down mind. quite a
1: few comments
0: um, about previous shows
1: here so the Seba trilogy comments <laughs> effectively
0: yeah let's let's get those ones out of the way first
1: so from Jay at Strickard 66 after listening to the Leon C podcast I walk into the 12 taps at Whitstable and they've got Legra on tap. I'm driving and it was the perfect beer. Good stuff. Could definitely sink a few pints. So could I and I had done in the past when I've had the opportunity. I,
0: I don't I don't disagree. When I was in the, the Vic at the weekend, Rich was saying they had it on and it came and it went. I bet it flew. It, yeah, it went very, very flew. quickly.
1: Um, cheers to Beer O'Clock Show and Jager Wise for the kind words about Slam Dunk the Funk a great listen as always guys thanks and that's from funk dungeon abbydale barrel project at abbydale funk
0: and a, 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 just a, a slight apologies right there. i didn't realize that Abidale funk project had its own twitter handle nor did i so, so I, I tagged Abidale into the original post uh, um, to, to be fair
1: it's, it's just something which hasn't uh, cropped cropped up for us so apologies apologies for that but now we know about it we know yeah we know we won't forget from Mr. WP at Right Heart Lane. I'm sure he's always playing about with the first word or so. It, it does keep changing that one. his handle. It's always yeah. got a Spurs feeling to yeah. it though. Uh, great pod as usual and a great guest. Love listening to the multi-talented Jager Wise and learning more about Wildcard Brewery. She was honest before and after her fifth beer. Well, that's true. That's yes, true. Yeah, yeah we, did, we didn't suddenly ply with too much beer and get some sort of exclusive. I mean, she was very happy to share what she wanted to say and how she wanted to say it. Uh, very good speaker. Very good speaker.
0: Yeah. From Dr. Rob at Kai as Anya Forest.
1: Glad you took that one. <laughs> uh,
0: comments about Untapped ratings in your last show really resonated. Should we be rating great pintable beer or impossible to get wows more highly? I would love to head, uh, hear a show about that and the influence it has on our purchasing. I think it's something we've spoken about before, isn't it? And particularly yeah. your rating on Untapped as... In m- more recent times, has lent more towards the the, the more sessionable, yeah. smashable, pintable beers yeah. are the ones that get the higher ratings, rather than those rare ones that are always gonna are always gonna kind of be deserving of that higher mark.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I if my view has changed to the I think it came about last start of this year, partly through last year, if I'm willing to be in a place and session a beer and carry on parting with my cash. Can't just be putting down a three point seven five or something. That's ridiculous. Um, so no, I think it has changed. Whether we could do a whole show, I think there's there's probably definitely times when comments will come out about it that will fit in around certain points we're trying to make. But I mean, you know, we all know if you go and look at Untapped Top Ratings or Rate Beer Top Ratings, it's more likely to be things like the whales. Yeah. You know, our beer of the year beer of the year last year was a fourteen and a half percent barrel aged beer. So. You know, but as much as we enjoyed it, how many of those can you do in one sitting?
0: Well, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And how many times did we have that beer in in the year? Yeah,
1: probably twice, and we followed it up once this year. Yeah. So I probably had it three times. So, but there are many beers I've had many more times than that. So yeah, but it was it was it was a nice little discussion around that actually. Yeah,
0: I, I do think though, give it maybe another six, nine, maybe twelve months, and and I do feel there's another untapped showing us in terms of because we've done we've done it a couple of times already yeah but i think both of us are changing the way that we use untapped yes. untapped itself is changing yeah and people's views on untapped are changing so i think let's give it a bit a few more months and i, I think it's one we might come back to yeah. and revisit. Maybe,
1: maybe the summer sometime yeah see how that's going
0: from uh, Sean O'Reilly at Uncruly official uh, number cruncher stroke statistician of the show uh, really great show I don't think Jacob Wise said a single thing I could disagree with how psychopathic does that sound uh, I particularly liked her honesty
1: in talking about wild cards growth plans Yeah, I no, said so she was honest yeah you asked her a question she was honest about it yeah uh, very eloquent speaker So from Paul at UNRCD, thought
0: at Jagerwise, talked about supermarkets and small breweries really well on the latest Beer O'Clock Show and put to rest a few misconceptions I had. Oh, that's good then. Yeah. It's always always nice when we have a guest on that kind of... brings some facts to the show. Yeah, and kind of helps our listeners to understand a little bit more about the... And helps
1: us as well. The the industry. Helps us as well. There there were some excellent points being made about the uh, beers in and out supermarkets as well. Yeah. Really good points. Yeah. so from Ian Hay at I.I. Hay finally listening to the show from Thursday glad I cleared up the Argentine Tina beer for you we were yeah, too yeah.
0: thanks Ian appreciate yep. that uh,
1: superb show J.Gawai very engaging please have her back back on again soon um, you know I think we'd definitely like to get her and James both back on at some point next year oh without a doubt definitely yeah. from the Hopspot podcast at Hopspot UK a great episode got me through a boring dull and quiet day at work we're here to help.
0: That, that's all we can say about that one, isn't it? <laughs> job, job done. Um, from Points of Brew at points underscore of underscore brew. Hi, guys. Just wanted to say as a regular listener to the show how much I enjoyed listening to each one. Always a great listen that's topical and balanced when it comes to hashtag opinions and then the other debate. Hopefully be able to come on the Crimbo Crawl too. Uh, we hope you can come yeah. too, and we'd, we'd love to enjoy a beer with you.
1: Oh, uh, And anyone listening, if you can write your Twitter handle on a badge as well as having the official me- Crimbo callback. It'd be really handy. Yes.
0: Hello, my name is At. at. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure we've got to talk to our creative director <laughs> about doing those stickers for yeah. this year. We keep saying we, we, we need to do it. Um, from Bacalian Leanne, at Bacanalian UK. Bacanalian. Bacchanalian, okay. Well, you could have taken that one for me rather <laughs> than
1: sit there and watch me struggle <laughs> through it. Actually, right on the, the last... Um, uh, at Frontiers podcast they had Andrew on only for about five minutes from River Bruce and he managed to quote you and your mispronunciation and stuff which I thought was a bit harsh because generally I'm just as bad yeah I know why, why single me out <laughs> honestly um, listening to <laughs> beer
0: Fox Show which features Siba, interesting stuff while I sort out blog hosting uh, good luck with, with that blog hosting as well if you have sorted it out hope, hope you get it up and running and certainly let's have a link to what you're doing so, so we can yeah, have a little definitely. look at it um, and then we had a whole host of comments about our most recent
1: um, opinions yeah, on films. which I was quite surprised at. I was very surprised <laughs> that
0: there was a sudden um, pouring of love <laughs> uh, around what what we had put out, wasn't was there?
1: Uh, you know, before we get into those, I'm, I'm halfway through the Howardly Cops House IPA 6.9%. I will be honest, I'm not loving this one. I'm, I'm finding this one harder work for me.
0: I'm not, actually. I've, I've had it in the past, and I and I have enjoyed it. Um, but I also know I've had a recent discussion on, on, on Twitter with um, Paul and with Chris about it, because I, I thought it was more straight-up American IPA.
1: I had it at the tank bar before, and that's what I thought.
0: Um, but this is very New England-leaning. Yes. And Chris confirmed that on the Twitter conversation, that it is a New England-style IPA. And now tasting this, it is. It's very sugary sweet. It's
1: got a very sugary sweet finish, and it's it's a bit of a challenge to drink. It is, and it's almost got in that, just in the background for me that sort of savoury feel going on in the background. Mm, I'm getting none of that. You all now I mentioned it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it just now. to help yeah, yeah, just to help you along. It's, it's there now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm finding it. Whereas I found the old London Port, the new old London Port, are really nice. And the Pale XX Invo, a bit fruitier than we'd expect American Pale to be. Both of them really drinkable. This one's making me work. It is,
0: it is hard work. This
1: one's making me work. Yeah. Glad it's in a 330
0: can. I, I am. I, I think I would have struggled with more. If we'd had two 440s, four yeah, definitely. I think, I think if we'd had a 440 of this, maybe. That would have been almost a perfect pour for yeah. us yeah.
1: as a sharer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you are uh, a New England IPA uh, lover, this is almost like for me would be almost like you may, maybe your entry to it because it's not still not quite as juicy and as thick a mouthfeel as some of them can be. Yeah, it's it's lacking that part yeah. of it. So it hasn't got that great big full body makes you feel like oh blimey I really have had like a fruit smoothie or big big old breakfast juice, but it's definitely going in that direction. Yeah,
0: it's it's that it's that finish for yeah. me that's a bit much. I don't. It's got that sugariness that I don't like.
1: Yeah, it's not quite got the the coating or the cloying. It's just a bit too much of it for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely, it's making me work on that one. Yeah. Do you want to give us a few, some of the love? Share, uh, share the love. I'm going to share
0: the love. So Mr. WP again at Right Heart Lane. Um, great pod, enjoyed the commentary and have all the same feelings as you two while watching the film. Hated Christmas and what came of it until I met my now wife. This film encapsulates a lot of what that means to me now. And like
1: you, it's a tradition every year. Thank you very much. Um, And this one is from uh, Men Behaving Badly at uh, MBB Podcast. Gents, who's he talking to? Certainly not us. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's assume he got that first bit wrong. Yep. Gents, superb episode. I'll be honest, it's the first on films I've listened to in full. I too am a big fan of Love Actually, really enjoyed the facts and links to other films and TV shows. Got me right in the Christmas mood. I'll be watching With a Barley Wine this year. That's a good, Sounds good like selection Sounds like a perfect way to watch
0: of, it. A, a, a beer to drink with that film. And, and then again, Miles Lambert at Miles Lambert. Really enjoyed opinions on films. Always used to overlook Love Actually as a Christmas film, but the has instilled it in me as a firm favourite every year. Love the cosy charm of listening to you chat while watching it. Almost feel ready to be Christmassy.
1: Now, we did release it a little bit earlier than planned, but I'm glad people still feel Christmassy when yeah, watching it. it.
0: It was supposed to be out now, yeah. as you're listening to this show. This would it have been supposed now. to be in this yeah. slot. So it would have been even closer to December, and therefore officially Christmas. Yeah.
1: And the, the last of the, uh, the feedback on this one, and again, thank you very much, this is from Will Watkins at Dry Your Beers. A few really good episodes back to back. James from Seaver is my personal favourite, and great to hear how progressive some of their recent work's been. If he fancied going into politics, he'd have my vote over the current bunch of clowns. And how's that? We're doing a bit of a bit of uh, real real time news oh, there. I know, no, very topical that. Very one. topical or tropical, depending on the, on your thoughts about the beer.
0: Keep getting involved, folks. Use that hashtag um, #Opinions, and we will find you. We'll put you in uh, a part of the show, uh, depending on what you're going to do. So, Because some people like to comment on previous shows, and some people like to ask us questions. Questions, questions, fill my head. Yeah. Got a few questions to get through tonight. To help us through those questions, another beer from Another, Hanley, beer, another beer
1: from Hanley Uh So this is advertised as a New England IPA. Quicksand. Boy, does it look like it. It does look like it. Uh, similar sort of ABV, 6.7%. This one does tell us it's a Simcoe, a Columbus and Centennial hopped beer.
0: Okay, well I'm quite excited by two of the three of those hops. Yeah. Simcoe and Centennial are kind of hops that are known as classic American I was going to say, they've been, they've
1: been in the beers we've been drinking for a few years now. Yeah, cheers. So, cheers. Oh, it's a juicy pulpy sort of yeah. nose. But it pours really nicely. I mean, this has got uh, definitely, I mean, it's got a New England look. It's it's not hazy. No. It's it's full throttle. It's a nice white, foamy head. Very fruity nose. Oh, that's, that's
0: really light. Flavours are subtle, but prominent yeah. at the same time. So you can pick out different flavours in that. That's a real contrast to the house IPA. Yeah. Actually. I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit of orange, a little bit of passion fruit, a little bit of peach in there. So it's just a little bit of each of
1: those, though. Yeah. Um, N- not one dominates. And although it looks like a fuller mouthfeel should come from this beer, judging by the look in the glass, it doesn't. It drinks quite light, actually. It drinks very light. Finishes with just a slight bit of dryness, as if you'd just eaten a bit of the skin of one of those fruits you'd mentioned. Yeah. Really good, actually. No,
0: No sweetness, no sugary finish. No,
1: I mean... No hot burn. Oh, isn't that good, though? No hot burn. And to be fair... House IPA had no hot burn either. No, no, really we've not had that at all tonight. There's been no, yeah. there's been no hot burn going on. So yeah, we will enjoyed it. We'll go through a couple of the questions. Okay, so from Guy Miller at Brew
0: Guy, uh, thoughts on corkage on beer you have bought in a bottle shop, and you were charged extra extra to sit in shops and drink. It does this still happen, and how much have you been charged on top? I think I think it does happen.
1: It does happen that certainly some of the bottle shops slash bars or bars which have fridges, which is probably a better way of saying it in London, definitely charge you extra to then have it opened and drink it on site.
0: Yeah, personally, it massively puts me off.
1: I think of, I've, of
0: doing that. I would I would buy it to take away, but there's no way I'm paying three, four, sometimes five pound more. For the privilege of drinking that beer in the bar
1: done it twice um and both times we're sharing with two or three other people so the cost didn't feel as much but unless i'm going straight home afterwards i won't bite safe away either then because i'm not going to lug it around
0: yes yeah, yeah. generally
1: it's going to be often it's going to be a share a bottle for me so 500 660 750 it's way too much added on i mean i'm not really sure what you you're doing extra for it
0: no not in terms of everything that you're adding, so I think in, in terms of the question, it does still happen. Yeah,
1: and I think in some places, and there's a massive
0: variance in terms of In some places, the cost.
1: I think it's extortionate. Yeah, and it puts me off.
0: It puts me off as well, and, and I think. But the flip side of that is is that we're quite lucky, particularly in terms of let's let's say bottle share, where the the, the owl house in Chelmsford will allow us to take our bottles in and drink them. and and they actually, they don't charge us for that privilege.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so I suppose what traditional corkage is where somewhere which doesn't really sell drink, but lets you bring it in and will charge you on top. Yeah. I think that's a different thing. I think if you go to say, there's a lot of Indian restaurants in London, which don't necessarily have drinks licenses, but let you bring drink in and charge you a bit on top of that. Actually, I seem to mind that less, because at least I'm having a beer that I like. And I'm thinking, okay, well, fair enough. Maybe buy it, especially these days. I've gone past Tesco Express. I could pick up a four-pack of something for six quid and they charge me X per, per one. Fine, I can do that. But when I'm actually in a bar and you're having to pay extra on top just because I've decided not to avail myself of the tap or the cask, I'm really not sure what why the, the extra is there. Mm. So, yeah, Ale House are very good. Let's do it once a month. I mean, we spend money before and after and every couple of times a year we have a bit of a... A mash-up, yeah. And spend we, our money behind the bar, and it all goes a bit wrong. To be honest, it always goes wrong. Doesn't those, it? And we're only always we're always we're on. a few months away from one of those as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to hear what other people's thoughts on this are, because if there are
0: any experiences out yeah, there of it,
1: yeah, you know, let's know. Are you okay with it? Maybe someone can explain to me why it's added on as well.
0: I'd like to know that. Yeah, if, you, if you're, if you're the proprietor of a bar that that adds adds that caulking, John, let's know. Let's know yeah. why you do it. Let's know what the. The costs involved in it is, is it a licensing thing I don't, I don't know is it a licensing thing do you have to do it tell us yeah if, if I mean, people if it, know more let us know yeah i would just on, be really curious one. and
1: i'll also you know between bars that sell bottles because if you're in a pub and someone tried to charge you more for a bottle then go no but if it's in a new modern type of bar it seems to be okay
0: yeah
1: ridiculous actually ridiculous Adam Johnson at maybe underscore not underscore a underscore fad, lots of underscores. You need to drop some of the underscores, Adam. With more hoppy or juicy pale ales, and the ever increasing sub genre of the IPA, what is the modern difference between a pale ale and an IPA? Quite an appropriate question tonight with the beers we've had. Oh,
0: yeah, I mean that's a question and a half though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. In, in, in terms of let's well, let's take just based on the beers that we've had tonight. Yeah. So we've we've had. Uh, a, a Pale Ale. Yep. And are we going to compare the Pale xx to the house IPA or to the beer that we're drinking now?
1: Well, let's, let's have all three. So, I would say that five years ago, all three of those beers wouldn't have been on my radar as being in that category of Pale Ale or IPA. Yeah. Because a bit like you, Pale Ale for me was almost like a, a little brother to the IPA. Still a good beer in its own right. But if I didn't want to go... Maybe a bit too big and bold on the piney, the resinous, the dankness, the the the, the bitterness. The ABV. I, the ABV. I go for the pale ale. Yeah. So high wire for magic rock versus cannonball for magic rock. Perhaps would be my maybe two examples. Um, and they, that's still my sort of defining point generally. So I come back to what you were saying earlier about pale ale. Yes, that is still a, That was definitely a fruitier version of a pale ale than what I would normally go for. You quoted Sierra Nevada more than once tonight. Once in your, your your desert island bar, and once as the as your benchmark. I say it's a very fair benchmark of what a pale ale in my mind still is and should be. But people are pushing the boundaries. I mean, I don't know how you'd categorise the pale ale that Howling Hawks provided for us tonight. But it's definitely not the same. It's definitely not for me the same type of pale ale as Sierra Nevada.
0: No, it's it's completely different. And if if you go back to let's go back to our desert island bar. So we had a number of parallels and IPAs on our own bars, on on, on what we heard from others, and on that final kind of Twitter bar that are all very very different. So Daya's Steady Rolling Man is a parallel. Yeah. But it's a very thick and juicy parallel. Yeah. Your own choice, Ghost Ship, is a parallel. But it's a million miles away from Daya. Daya's steady rolling fan. But then we also had on there Jaipur, which is an, an IPA, very traditional IPA, which is very different from those two owls in terms of its favour profile, its ABV, everything that goes with it. And we had Cannonball as, as well, which these days still has those big resiny hits, but sometimes can be a little bit soft, it can be a little bit tropical, it can be a little bit juicy. I think it's it's all of a bit of a mishmash these days, isn't it, in terms of specifically what sits in which category. Mm. I think in, in, in terms of the particular question, if, if Adam, if you're looking for a definitive answer... You're probably not going to find one here. You're not going to find one here, but maybe go to the BJCP guidelines in terms of what beers should look and and feel
1: and taste like. I mean, I I don't know how often they review that, but I'm assuming they must review it a lot these days with the boundaries being pushed all the time. I still sit down with the... When I see IPA, if it doesn't preface it with anything else, I will have to admit, I would assume West Coast Leaning. Yes. And I, I will inevitably then be a slight tinge of disappointment if it's not West Coast Leaning. No matter how good it may or may not be, if it's not West Coast Leaning, it hasn't prefaced... IPA with anything else i'll go mm.
0: well this is it's quite interesting to say that, actually because i I had a discussion with Paul on Twitter a, a, a while back about that because he was he was challenging untapped as to why West Coast IPA isn't a style, and my response to that is because it isn't IPA is the style when untapped was first built all that existed was. IPAs mm-hmm. and they were of that West Coast style, so therefore, I don't think an IPA needs to be prefaced with West Coast, but I do believe it needs to be prefaced with New England. New England. <laughs> I, was just, well, I was gonna go for North Coast again, there. <laughs> that's that, that's the issue, that's that's what why there was the pause, um, because that's a, a, a different genre of, of the IPA. Star and, and I still believe that. I, I do get a little bit frustrated these days where a lot of brewers are, are kind of, oh, here's our latest West Coast IPA. Well, no, you, you've just brewed an IPA.
1: Yeah, but I don't mind if they do that. At no, least, because at least, I want to know. That, at least it's been yeah. clarified for me. So I know what you're saying. And you know, with regards to Untapped, and yeah, when they first started, there was effective leave. If we take out some of the bastardization of IPAs in, the, in this country, it was West Coast leaning IPAs was IPA, and then we had the race to the, the the top of the bitterness chain for that kind of thing. Yeah. Now we've gone for New England IPA for the race to the fruitiness of the IPA, but that one came second, so that gets the preface. Yeah, and, and that's that's
0: what that's what I think. But um, great question.
1: Good question though. And, and but if anyone else has anything more tangible than the rambling faults of Stephen Martin please feel free to share She's it. She's always good at this stage <laughs> of the
0: show as well. Um, next up from Miles Lambert at Miles Lambert, what factors do you consider when picking a special celebration beer?
1: Honestly? Yeah. Is it already in my cellar?
0: Uh, I'm probably with you on that. <laughs> have I got it? Is it easily accessible? Am I ready to drink it?
1: And have I got two of them? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I can so I can enjoy one a bit yeah, further down rather than there.
1: bringing it over, sharing, and going. oh, I wish I hadn't shared that. Yeah, well, I,
0: I did have this. Um, I mean, this particular quandary recently, didn't I? Because I, I was approaching my five thousandth unique check in yes. on, on Untapped, and I I made a bit of a big thing about that was going to happen at the Crimbo Crawl. And then I had a mad weekend and realised it was going to happen well before the Rainbow Crawl. So then realised it was going to happen when we were in Dublin. And then I was like, okay, well I'm I'm here on four thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and I'm looking at the board and I'm like, where is the big beer that I'm going to have? So you found one though. I did find I did find one, and it was a it was a great beer to, to have. Very and, good beer. Uh, part of it part of the enjoyment of, of, of that beer maybe wouldn't have been the beer I'd chosen had I been at home and had access to my cellar yeah. so to speak but part of the moment was that it was with friends yeah so it it, it, it could helps. have been I don't know a, a new variant of Guinness that I'd never had but it still would have been a, a great beer to have chosen for, for that particular check in in the
1: atmosphere but yeah I would start off by, is it one that I've already got in the cellar maybe one I've been looking after I mean go back to michael's birthday last year i had been looking after my fuller's vintage ale 2000 for a number of years because that's the year he was born yeah so that one so i think you know taking away the flippancy have i got two of them in the cellar and just to be clear i only had one of the two thousand in the (laughs) cellar and i still will never forgive my son for actually drinking his own bit of the beer when he hardly ever drinks beer i'm sure he did it just to spite me um it will be the occasion as well. And we, have I sort of planned it a little bit, that kind of thing, you know. Um, but if it's one I've been looking after and I think, oh, you know, someone else who I know will appreciate it, then that will also get factored in as well. I don't think I'll take a chance with one where someone has got any real interest. Mm. There'd be no point, really.
0: I suppose, I suppose the celebration itself, is a massive factor in that, yes. isn't it, as well? Yeah. It's what are you celebrating?
1: Yeah, what are you celebrating with and who with? Yeah. So definitely, yeah. yeah. Good question, though. Good question. And um, last question, and this is from um, someone else who's also had a mention earlier. Will Watkins at Dry Your Beers. Do you age adjunct stouts? I've read three separate brewer interviews lately, each questioning whether most stouts benefit from ageing. Two of them specifically mentioned adjuncts being volatile and dying off easily got me worried about my yellow belly stash does that mean you've just drunk it all in one sitting once once right, i'm not wasting this yeah i've got to do it now all six bottles <laughs> um the, the the beer he references there is a very
0: interesting one actually because i um was aging some some yellow bellies and i tried them about a year 18 months ago and i thought that the flavors had begun to die off i thought I, I thought they had begun to lose that peanut sweetness, the the, the caramel biscuit. the sort of, sort of um, Snickers bar y- yeah. qualities. And, and they'd just become, what was underneath was a little bit of an unbalanced stout that, that, that maybe wasn't strong enough to hold on its own without those adjuncts. Um, that being said, if, if I think about what I'm ageing at the moment, I know, I know we're both ageing one of the um, Brew York... Um, Mocker Man yeah. Randy Savage beers which has got a lot of different adjuncts in it um, it will be interesting to see how they develop I think if you think about one of the the, the, the biggest um, stouts out there Bourbon County Stout they do variations of that with adjuncts in it that well, especially with age the, very well especially with the coffee
1: yeah I mean I think the, probably part of it would depend on the adjuncts that's been involved in it as well. I think coffee's always going to continue to age. I think the sweeter ones, because if I reference one of my beers in my desert island, the Rosé de Gambrinus, the, fruit, the fruity notes of that will die off as age comes along. It won't be unbalanced, but it will definitely have settled and matured and got, felt, feels a bit more complex. Whereas I think some stouts, personally, I think they do get better with age and sometimes I've had some stouts which when I've had them fresh have actually just been a bit too sweet the adjuncts have been a bit mm-hmm. too much and because you then get that dying off of the sweet flavours with some of them you actually get a much more well-rounded complex, deeper beer so I think again it comes back to the whole ageing beers and when do you drink them I mean there's definitely an element of luck in there still
0: I, th- I think there is and s- some of that is down
1: to you know what you drink them when you want to mm. that's, that's what you've bought them for yeah Yeah, my my 12 beers me and michelle's 12 beers of christmas we've definitely dived into the beers which we have been leaving for a while we said right that's the that's the only ones we're choosing from so they're all free they're generally all 330 so they're not big bottles because that's sometimes the thing isn't it sometimes it's a 750 12 it's like bummer did another one of these last night and another one tomorrow yeah just gone 330s but we're doing that because it's about time they got drunk they need to be drunk
0: yeah, and I think I got to that stage probably almost a year ago now where I, I, I was very much, why am I keeping these beers? I've got, I've got to start drinking some of these beers that I'm keeping because I, I, I think I've mentioned it on a show before, you know. Um, I, I looked at it one of two ways. It's One, I could get run over by a bus tomorrow and never have drunk those beers but never know about it. Two, my house could burn down tomorrow and I could be fine but I'm going to know I've lost all those beers and never tasted them so yeah that's worse th- th- that's much sorry worse. That's the latter one is worse i mean yeah, no you find yeah.
1: either scenario to be fair <laughs> yeah because i never want to do the editing <laughs> but you know that to, to to know that you'd lost them all would be yeah. gutting
0: so i i got to a point where i was like no i'm just going to start drinking them now i've got i've got a few now that are tucked away and earmarked and almost stickered with 50s and these are for your <laughs> 50th birthday do not touch have you them.
1: have you read stickers on there saying steve <laughs> do not touch these when you're starting to eat cheese at eleven o'clock at night. Well,
0: well it's it's <laughs> almost the the first part says drunken, Steve, do not drink these. <laughs> love sober Steve.
1: <laughs> Timey whimey. Yes.
0: Um, but great questions. Yeah, as uh, ever, yeah, we again. love we
1: do love the questions. Just to, you know yeah, keep just,
0: them coming. Keep questions coming using hashtag opinions. That's how you get on
1: the show. Final thoughts on the beer, Steve.
0: I'm I mean, I have like I've,
1: I've, 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 I've actually finished
0: mine. Yeah, so, I mean, you're you're done there, aren't New you?
1: New England IPA, four forty canvas split. I finished mine. You've almost finished yours. I actually found it a really clean, well balanced example of the style.
0: Yep, um, but
1: the only thing I say is is one that very much designed for summer drinking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. This is. Were back, this is this is back to your desert island. Yeah. Uh, very striking colours. Very bright, very bright uh, on on the can. You know, oranges, reds, yellows, definitely makes you feel of summertime. Um, I prefer it to be in a three thirty. I think four forty was good for sharing, but four forty might have become a bit of a struggle for me. If
0: I was drinking that on my own, as I'd it have, I'd want it three thirty.
1: But uh, firstly, thanks again, Chris, for hosting us last time. Even though it's the one that got away. Secondly, thank you very much for giving us the beers for this show, and we can't wait to be doing that bonus show in January.
0: And we will. We more about that as we get closer to the as, time. As we get closer to it. But we've got quite a lot of exciting shows coming up. Yeah, we've got, you know we've, we've got a plan. We have got a plan. So um, first of all, let's have a little chat about
1: Krimbo Crawl. Hey, so, Crimbo Crawl's almost here.
0: As well as we release this, eight days we're, away. Uh, yeah. Eight days away well, from heading to Manchester. Eight
1: days away from pre-Crimbo Crawl. Yeah, well,
0: Crimbo Crawl Eve.
1: Crimbo Crawl Eve, that's Crimbo it. Crimbo
0: Crawl Eve at Beer Nouveau. Uh, and can exclusively reveal on this week's show some of the beers that will be available at Beer Nouveau. Ooh. And, and this, is, uh, this is... This is new to this you. This is news to me as well. As well. So, um, Steve did drop me a note to say this is what summits, just some, of what's going to be available. So, there'll be um, the Manchester Green Hop, Beer, which uh, has been brewed simply to prove that you can grow hops up north. <laughs> um, there'll be a beer called Sunny Lowry, which is a pow hoppy English session thing. These are Steve's own words. Okay, but by the way, um, there should also be so emphasis on the word "should" here. Um, uh, so there should also be the heritage heritage barrel aging program. East India Parallel and potentially some of the East India Porter available. I assume we
1: get to go first.
0: We uh, obviously. So he's got tapping party this This weekend, Saturday. If there's some left that makes it to next weekend, we may be able to have some on Crimbo Crawley. So
1: investors that turn up a week late can have some.
0: Yes, Uh, and then there's the one that we requested, uh, a beer called not broadside <laughs> um, which is going into small wooden barrels and we'll see what comes out uh, as for the rest I'll need to see what's in my cold store I'll see I've also got some random bottles that might might contain some treats although I don't know because I didn't label them <laughs> so and then I got a follow up message saying oh I've just remembered what one of those were because I just opened one and it was the East India IPA test batch so she'll be able to do a, a compare and contrast with bottle and barrel aged versions. Brilliant. So that's quite a beer selection for the Friday night of, yeah. of, of, of Crimbo Crawl.
1: Yeah. So Very it,
0: much looking forward to that. Put
1: it this way, if you are uh, lucky enough to be one of the people who have signed up on Eventbrite to come to the Marble Arch... I think you'd be quite happy with the Bank and Sarnies at that point.
0: I, I, think, I think so. <laughs> I, I think so. And of course, that's where, I, that's where the Coombo Crawl itself will be started, at the Marble Arch. Yeah, so, so 11 o'clock on the Saturday, Steve? For those that have got tickets, yes. Uh, people without tickets, uh, Marble Arch opens at 12. Yes. Uh, we've rejigged a few things, so we're now in the Marble Arch until half past one. Then we're heading to Cloudwater Stroke Tap, who are currently sharing a space. We're going to do a good two hours in there so, so people can get their juice on. Um, while we're in there and, and then we're going to pick up the rest of the route from that
1: point yeah so we t- tweaked a few things just because of timings the fact that it's three weeks before Christmas Manchester Derby um, but hopefully the the less is more will become everyone will be quite pleased with that by the end of the day I think
0: uh, I, I think so one thing that we will point out is we, we haven't included food on, on the route
1: nope. um, well apart from bacon uh, sarnies if you're lucky enough to be there at, between 11 yeah, and 12
0: um, but we are um working on the basis that you're all grown adults and if you need to go and get food, go and get food.
1: And again, as ever, the Grimbo crawl just tells you where me and Steve will be.
0: Yeah. You're free to wander off and join us at any point. No, the no, day Steve, you're not free to wander off. No, no, I'm gonna do my best to stay,
1: okay. stay with the main. We're gonna have the track year. my Steve device yeah. all up and running. Everyone will give you the password for the app. Um but no. So again if you have a few things that we couldn't or didn't include feel free to go there but at least you'll know where we'll be and when we'll be there
0: yeah um and then obviously the monday after the crimbo crawl yeah the weekend, because of
1: course we need to record with some beer we're recording
0: so we'll be doing a bit of a look back at the crimbo yeah crawl. that that'll be the next show after after this one will yeah be normally
1: post- normally we would do it on the morning after the crimbo crawl but logistics this year doesn't quite work for us. against the yeah again it? a few factors a few bars which may have been possibilities christmas parties just doesn't quite work out for us. So it may not sound quite as rough and ready as it has done in the past, but it probably still might take a little while to recover. I think it might, yeah. yeah. Um, Show after
0: that is our end of year show, which will actually be out on Boxing Day, which is a first for us as well, because normally we tend to finish up before Christmas and have yeah. a few weeks off over Christmas.
1: But yeah, you get us over the festive period. So if you've had enough with the family, you can listen to us too. You can listen to us too, talking about um, things that we've enjoyed this year, our golden pints and drinking some
0: big old beers. That yeah, we've got I've,
1: to I, I, I've seen the start of that lineup, and it's going to... I've actually applied to work from home the next day after that recording. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh yeah, because it's probably one of those evenings where you think... Oh, let's just crack open an extra one now.
0: (laughs) I I think it's going to be one of those evenings (laughs) because it's what we recorded on the 22nd of December. No,
1: 19th, Thursday the 19th. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're we're
0: recording a bit of a way in advance. Yeah, I'm going to work from home the
1: next day. And of course, being a a Thursday
0: night, Thursday's a new Friday, even when you're at home.
1: Exactly. Um, And then
0: uh, we've got the Howling Hops thing coming up in January early January uh, which we'll reveal more about probably on that end of year show yeah and then we're building to the big one after after that which is hashtag opinions 100 will be out on the 23rd of January and this is where we want you our listeners to get involved we want you to celebrate the occasion with us um, we're not going to reveal what we're doing
1: just yet I think we can reveal the day we're doing it so people want to drink on the day we're recording yes, yeah it.
0: we can do that so
1: Saturday the 18th of January Yes, we'll be recording we'll this We'll be recording, because it's going to be a big show. It's going to be big beers, so a Monday night recording was not feasible or a good idea. Um, again, we will show, share some more details as we get closer to the time, but if you want to get involved, share a beer with us on the day, or on the day you listen to the show, please feel free, hashtag Opinions 100.
0: Yep, and we'll find that, and we'll give you a mention, and, and what beer are you drinking? So, and that will take us up to what will then be kind of our next season down into Start February. Yeah. So
1: uh yeah, we got we got we got plans. We're very excited about them all actually. I'm very exci- all of those very different. I'm sure there'll be a few tales to tell after the Crimbo crawl and a few good experiences to share. So and everyone everyone who listens is coming to the show really looking forward to seeing everyone.
0: Yeah, I'm looking just forward to
1: 10 beers with people. Yeah. Beers and laughs, that's what Crimbo calls about. provided you've got your badge on saying my name is Act. Yes. Because <laughs> not everyone has their picture either, do they? No, that's, that's, that's the tough thing, isn't it?
0: So, so that's what we've got coming up. Yeah, in, excellent. In, in, uh, really looking few, forward to it. In, in the next few weeks. Um, final thing to say tonight, uh, one more time, just thank you to Chris at Howling Hops for giving us some takeaway beers from the last failed recording um, that we tried at, at, the, at the tank bar there. Um, but we are going to rectify that in the new year. Um, have enjoyed... All of the beers, varying
1: degrees. Yeah, I mean, I think we've got. I mean, my favourite is the new Old London Porter. I am with you on on that. That's the one that stood out for me. Probably the time of the
0: year thing as as, as well, maybe. But
1: I think we're, if we're choosing out of the four, I might reckon most times of the year probably still win for me. Yeah, oh, who am I kidding? Yeah, <laughs> Porter is always, Porter is not just for winter; it's for life.
0: This 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 is the man who put. A porter on his desert island bar cast
1: lineup. Exactly. So <laughs> let's be honest. You like a, a porter all year round.
0: Yes, absolutely. And on that note. On that note, uh, cheers. Cheers.